November 15th, 2019 from the Troy Lee Design Saloon in Corona, California. Welcome to the Whiskey Throttle Show, everybody. Uh, today we've got two-time national champion Steve Lampson on the show. This guy um, really resonates with me because he was his career was kind of over the top of when I was racing, so this was the guy to beat uh, for a lot of those years, and there just simply wasn't a better guy on a 125 when you're talking motocross. Uh, he was a legend. Uh, won back-to-back -back titles, um, was the only 125 rider to ever win an overall moto, combined moto, at the Motocross of the Nations. Did that in Jerez, Spain. But I, Jerez? Yeah, Jerez. Jerez. Jerez, Spain, 96. Spain. But actually, I think the... Everybody, Grant Langston, this is our co-host, oh, if you don't know this guy, Thanks. while he starts talking. I, 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 I saw you wrote that, but I think a year later, Tortelli did that. On a 125? Yep. He won in uh, 90... So 95 or 96, I forget. It was the year before the year after Lamy. I think they were in Slovakia. Uh, if anybody knows, Lamy should know. We'll ask Steve for sure when he gets here. I think Tortelli did it as well. But at that time, I think Lamy was the first. Well, he won against 125s and 500s, which yeah. I thought was a hell of a feat on a track that had a bunch of elevation change. So I got to ride that track. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Did really you do that cool. big step down? I had to. I gave it everything I had. It was a little, it was a little scary, but... Uh, um, just because it was blind, he went down yeah. a hill. Well, anyway, I'm excited to have Steve on. Uh, you guys know Grant Langston, my co-host, Donnie Bills, our producer over here. He's had plenty of uh, his fire department coffee this morning. He yeah, you all fired up. up. Yeah, I'm, no. I don't know why I'm fired up. Hey, you, like I said, I told you guys earlier, I made an instructional video with all three of you guys. That's and, right. And you Lanson, should feel very blessed. And Lanson was do you my wake, first. Do you, wake, do you always put hey. hashtag blessed at the end of all your uh, social media postings? Pretty much, yeah. Good, because yeah. you should. Yeah. You made the most money on Lammy's videos, too, huh? By far. <laughs> yeah. By far. Yeah. His, like, destroyed it. You guys, I made nothing on. Oh. You know, we just missed the timing. Yeah. We missed the timing. No yeah. one was buying DVDs by no. the time we or made maybe. it. His was on VHS. I know, but that's when VHS was hot. Yeah. Everybody hot. couldn't get enough moto videos. No. no. By the time we produced it, it was like we made an eight-track. Eight right. <laughs> every, everybody's giving everything away for free. Yeah, I know. It's accurate. Um, there are some really cool sponsors that make this show possible. I want to thank those guys. PowerDot, if you're not familiar with those units, go to PowerDot.com and check it out. They've got some tutorials on there, what this thing does. Uh, it's basically um, technology that's been proven and tried and true, uh, just made modern. And it's so portable. Um, you don't even know you have it on. You can walk around with this thing all day long, use it while you're working. Uh, it's got massage features. It's got a TENS unit feature, smart TENS, so it actually learns as you continue to use it. It's an amazing device, and we're stoked to have them uh, part of the show. 20% off using the code Whiskey Throttle over there. Also, a big thank you to Yamaha. Um, you know, GL, you and I have both been around this industry a long time, and when you're starting to, when you have a reputation for being reliable and for making really good products and being an industry leader, I mean, Love four strokes or hate them. Yamaha was the first one to, to make Come that to the table, yeah. make that thing work, and uh, you know even their even their YZ line, um, they were on it from the very beginning. And these guys are fully committed to off road, and uh, we love that they're partnered with us. Uh, amazing company. Also, Method Race Wheels. They're bringing you our front end chatter segment today, and uh, again, twenty percent off using the code Whiskey Throttle over there. Decal Works bringing you our, our last call. Four of Parts, get at me Q and A. Troy Lee Designs bringing you the TLD timeout today. Adidas Pro Circuit. Go to ProCircuit.com and check out the item of the week. If you guys are not familiar with this, follow their Instagram page. They do these crazy blowouts on, on random stuff, and it'll be like for a 2015 CRF 250. They'll just have Triple a... Triple clamp. Whatever. Yeah, something. But they're blowing them out. And so you never know. There's been a couple of things in there. I'm like, ooh. 
I want to get that. And it's a really good deal when they're, when they're moving them. Uh, Dunlop tires. If you haven't tried the new MX-53 front, do it. It'll change your life. Um, easily the best front tire they've ever made, best front tire I've ever ridden with. Unless you're riding like Southwick or Mud, it's better than, than the, the 33. Just trust me on that. So check it out. Uh, Nihilo Concepts, you get a free gift over there using the code Whiskey Throttle if you buy something. So check those guys out. Nihiloconcepts.com. They make some rad stuff. And Fire Department Coffee. Cheers. I've got a little medium roast going today. And it's real nice. It kind of got me out of bed and got me moving. Uh, these guys, again, 20% off using the code Whiskey Throttle. They also donate 10% of their proceeds to uh, a charity that benefits injured firemen. So it's a great cause. Check those guys out. FireDeptCoffee.com. And finally, Specialized. If you are in the market for a bicycle, that's the company you need to go to. Um, it's simply the best stuff. They make the most quality products. They, um, they really just dominate the, the, uh, the bicycle world. Yeah. So, uh, and there's a reason for that. Uh, their latest bike, the Enduro, is kind of an all-mountain Enduro bike. It's badass. Check it out. GL and I are kind of fans of the Kinevo because we don't <laughs> pedal enough to be in really good shape. Well, it also has... A little more of a dirt bike feel, yeah. you know, with the weight and then the wider tires and all that. So to me, I feel a lot more stable and I enjoy it. I've actually been riding a fair bit lately. I got I got a second one, so I can always invite someone to go with yeah. me at least. But um, no, it's been it's been cool. Actually, went up to that same um, mountain bike park that you career. And, uh, no, 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 up in um, towards oh, Sky Park. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they had a, a demo day out there and got to ride a couple of different things and had a lot of fun. Of course, I went down. Did but you? I, I was all just. Covered in, I got some TLD, you know, all the, the armor, you know, looking like a beginner. <laughs> it paid off. I yeah. went down pretty good. I came, there was an intersection, and I was on an intermediate trail, and I f followed some guy that came across, but he went on the advanced trail, and I didn't see the, the tag, and there was a drop-off, and I <laughs> scared the crap out of me, but I went off of it, and then there was some jumps through the trees, and I just ran out of talent, and the front tucked, clipped a tree... <laughs> Flying off the path, and this lady's on another trail. And I hear, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> Son of a bitch! Let me get this pine cone out of my ass. I'll yeah. be all right. GL's wearing bubble wrap, though. It was all right. Yeah, I had like the the full sleep, but actually went down pretty good on my leg, and it it, it actually saved me a lot because I went straight on my knee into uh, into the ground. So I was a little tender for a couple of days, but I had a I had a blast. I'd go back and do it again. Did I just learned do, a lot of mistakes. Um, do you remember the name? There's a run called Comet. Did you ever do that? It's got a big drop-off in it. And That's then, where I may have accidentally got on. And then there's a big triple step-up right after that. No, I didn't oh, do that okay. one then. Oh, we got to go up there. That place is really fun. And those bikes are great. Like on a, a regular mountain bike, when I try to jump, it's so light, I just feel like any little move I make, is gonna, I'm going to loop it off. Yeah. And the Kinevo's just got enough mass to it. That, yeah, the big Oh, it's big also wheels. fun as you get to the bottom, and it's just a nice little yeah. ride back up there. Yeah, really good stuff. So check out uh, Specialized.com, all kinds of rad stuff. And we're going to have a discount code for some some of their products. It's probably not going to be on bikes. It'll be maybe shoes, tires, stuff like that. So uh, stay tuned. That's coming. Uh, and lastly, I want to thank Vital MX. Um, uh, I've switched over to Vital MX, if you're not familiar with that. Um, so go to Vital MX and check it out. we got uh, a question and answer column, all like what I've been doing for years, that is called at ping. And uh, you can just go over there and ask questions right there. Uh, you can email it to me, ping at vitalmx.com. Uh, we're going to also be doing a bunch of bike tests. We've got our first one coming up next week. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, project bikes, lots more. So um, check out vitalmx.com and uh, check it out what we got going on. Method Race Wheels bringing you our front-end chatter. Fastest, lightest, strongest wheels in off-road. And I want to talk about the Paris Supercross. 
just went off last weekend, and uh, there was a couple of points I took away from this. I don't know how much you watched it or closely you followed it, but um, first of all, Mookie is on the gas. Yeah. And I'm stoked to see that because, you know, Femur's a big injury. He had the whole year off. I thought, all right, it might take him a while to get himself back up to speed into shape, but holy crap, he was on it. He's going to win a Supercross this year. I think, I mean, I think he can, you know, with, with Malcolm, obviously uh, he won the East Coast title, so he's proven he can win and win championships, and his brother's obviously proven that as well. Um, with with Mookie, he's shown, like, flashes of brilliance, but at times, you know, people, I see a lot of comments here, like, if he can stay healthy, I think he can win. So that's the one question for sure. I think he's riding, I don't want to say over his head, but he rides with that very sort of all-out attacking, um, you know, sort of style, but... If you go back and you look at guys like Dungey and um, even someone like Reed, guys that have had longevity, especially that are always there at the end of the series, they're not always the fastest in time qualifying. They don't win all their heat race, but late in the main event, they find a way to get on the podium or get that result. Mookie is almost, at times, comes out, he's fastest in qualifying, fastest here, and then throws it away in the main because he didn't get a good start and he panicked or something. I feel like he's saying Mookie weird. He's saying it Mookie. 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 <laughs> like Wookie. Okay. Malcolm. <laughs> but, but there again, <laughs> everyone's one, one crash away, but at the same time, his comeback has been pretty impressive. It was really Monster good. Monster Cup, I think, was what sh- showed right there, first race back, that he's legit. Uh, Bercy, I guess, didn't surprise me. I think for me, I, I'd probably say the biggest surprise might have been Jeremy Martin. Um, didn't know how he'd do. Um, also on a 450. All, put all that together, I thought he rode really well. He had a great week. I, I got to imagine that felt good. He probably left Bercy like fired up to go racing again. So I think he took the most out of it. But uh, good racing. Obviously, Barsha was competitive. Um, Joey Savacci was strong. Uh, Justin Hill. In fact, that whole uh, Motor Concepts team. I mean, I think a few years ago people may have laughed at that team, but they're a they're a legit team now with a good lineup, good riders, good equipment. I'd be curious to see what those guys can do. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, I was also really excited for J-Mart. Six, five out of six hole shots, which was something I don't think <clears throat> that surprised even him. And He's looking around like, oh, what am I doing out here? He's been off over a year with a broken back that had it's to have pretty surgery much been twice. Two years. I mean, it's, it's been come, a long time. It was the, well, it's over a year and a half because it was during the outdoors. What was that, about June of, was it 18? 18. 18, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah, long time. It's a really industry. long time to be off. I, and in fact, I, I, admittedly, I kind of thought, ah, he, I think he's done. I don't think there's any way you come back from that. And man, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he continues to prove me wrong. That was awesome. He sure looked amazing. And I'll tell you this. I never thought in a million years I'd say this. Tony Alessi's a great team manager. I could see that. He, he was a, a, a crazed, neurotic dad when it, Mike was his guy, but now that it's not his sons, but it's his team, he, he brings that same maybe, passion to maybe it. Maybe he just took the emotion out of it, a little bit of the emotion. That's it. The passion's there for wanting to do every single thing he can for his riders, right? Like, he, that's how he's always been. He will do anything to help his kids get where they wanted to get, right? And he did a good job with Mike, and to an extent, Jeff. But he's doing that same thing for this team without having the emotion of it being his children. And, man, it's, it's paying off. Yeah, I, I don't think a few years ago too many people would have predicted an Alessi Stewart alignment. You know, it just didn't, no. doesn't sound like yeah. it would ever happen. But I've seen crazier things. But no, you're right. I, I think, and uh, Mike Genova, who puts in the money, you know, kudos to him. He stuck through yeah, for many, absolutely. many years after the recession, just. 
being the little guy in the pits. And I think for him and that team, I like seeing when the little guys get the credit they deserve. And they're, they're finally getting that. And they've got a good lineup with motivated guys. And if they all you know, push each other, that team is going to be strong. Yeah. That's surprising what you just said, GL, that, that the team has been there this long now. Yeah, like it's it's like pretty impressive that they've. We've seen through. a lot of independent teams come and go in our sport, and you always hate to see that, and you wanted to see these guys stick around. And I am pleasantly surprised that they're stuck around this long, and have continued just grow and get better. There, you know, there's not too many teams that, when you look at it, that are truly independent, that have got a team with legit riders. Yeah. And have worked from getting bikes and parts, now getting factory material, other things like that. Well, that was my question. I know that Brayton was, but are, do you think they're all getting factory bikes now? I, I don't know if they're getting factory bikes, but Honda works with them. And Honda don't have, they don't have much going. It, they'd be silly not to work closely with those guys and give them as much as possible. There's always a cost to everything, but I do believe that there's a certain amount of crossover there. Well, I rode one of their bikes. I just did a, a brief test on it, and it's really good. Like, really good. Yeah. I was blown away. So they, they've done a good job. Whether or not they're getting Honda stuff, I, I mean, it's, I think it's probably minimal. But I think moving forward, that's <coughs> also, that avenue is improving. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I don't know. So. And, and extra kudos that they're only doing Supercross and then jumping into Canada a little bit or whatever they're doing. But they've kind of said, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stick with it. There's not a lot of teams making that work as well as they are. Is Mike still involved with the team at all? Is he riding any of their stuff in Canada or anything? I don't, know. I don't think... I don't know. I don't think moving forward, but I might be wrong. I would say probably not. Um, Mike's getting old, too. I mean, in motocross terms, what he's coming up, what, mid-30s? He's in his mid-30s now? Is aren't, he? Aren't you in your mid-30s? No, I'm in my latter 30s. That's <laughs> <laughs> different. In my latter. Yeah. Okay, Santa well, Claus. <laughs> that's, our, that's our Method Race Wheels front-end chatter segment. So uh, good luck to Mookie and to... Uh, Mookie. Mookie. Good luck to Mucky and all of the uh, uh, Smart Tops Moto Concepts race team. Excited to see what they do this year. Uh, go over to WhiskeyThrottleMerch.com and check it out. We've got t-shirts, sweatshirts, all kinds of stuff, and that's going to continue to grow as well. So get over there and support the show. Uh, and that's all thanks to Temecula T-shirt printers. We appreciate them uh, working with us on those different products. Let's bring up our featured guest, Steve Lampson. He is brought to you by PowerDot. Go over to PowerDot.com and check out the single or duo units over there. Get 20% off using the code WhiskeyThrottle. And here he is, Mr. Two-Time himself, Steve Lampson. Welcome to the show, bud. Thank you, guys. Stoked you made it in. Thank you very much. You feeling better? We had, we had to delay a couple days because you had a little uh, intestinal... Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't feeling too good. Then <laughs> I had a bit of a drive, so I didn't want to be caught with my pants down in the means, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad you made it in. You Thank know. you. So uh, you're living out in Arizona now, too. I, this is all news to me. I, I, I always just think, Lammy, he's a NorCal guy. Yeah, I've been um, about a year out in, in Bullhead City, Arizona. Um, I'm working out in Lake Havasu, so it worked out pretty good. Um, my dad's house, I'm staying in that. He passed away a couple years ago, so now I'm uh, just living up there in Arizona. So Nice. Less taxes. Well, every, not, not every, about your father, Paul Swain. Sorry about that. Yeah, nice yeah. Well, we'll, that. we'll talk about that. that. <laughs> that's definitely a part of your story here. But um, Yeah, yeah. That's a bummer. But. Are you liking living in Arizona? You like it over there? Yeah, it's not bad. Um, a little adjustment. You know, it's a little hot. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's, it's nice. Everything's so much easier. I'm in California. Nothing against California a bunch, but... It's a hassle here. Uh, you can talk to you on this place. <laughs> okay. We hate it. Well, we <laughs> registration. Uh, I mean, taxes. No lines in DMV. Trying to have a, a business here is a do nightmare. You, do well. you know what I just found out yesterday? I got a bill. So I, I, we bought a boat. 
Phil Lawrence and I, my brother-in-law, bought a boat to share. It's an old used boat. It's nothing great. And uh, Let me guess. Luxury tax. I got a freaking bill. You got to pay tax. Not, not, I went to DMV and got screwed over thoroughly there. Mm-hmm. They folded me right over the table right there. But then I got a separate bill. They, they've taxed boats and planes, uh, personal, personal property tax. Luxury tax, it's called. They used to call it luxury tax, but they changed it to personal. personal so yeah, you're so like, it didn't, I'm not, sound so that, it didn't sound as bad. Didn't sound like they were gouging you, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit this place is. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, listen, no. California Moving says on. it's a privilege for you to have a boat, Ping, and you need to appreciate that. I'd you know say. how many you know how many kids in Africa don't have boats? <laughs> you know <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. Uh, I don't even got a boat now. Yeah. I have a suit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it's too hot to even have a boat. You, if you're not in the water, you're <laughs> melting. So, have those summers pretty tough over there? Um, I've only been through one of them so far, and it's not that bad. Everybody's like, it's gets to like 120 sometimes, but it's dry heat. And two <laughs> it's two dry months, heat. two months, and it's gone. Yeah, it's it's nice now. Though. I went to high school in Scottsdale, so I oh, I know no. the heat. Jeez, okay. Yeah. I laugh when somebody says it's a dry heat because it's like, yeah, but it's hot. It's still heat. Anyway, all right, let's talk about your racing career. That's what we're here for in your life. <laughs> um, so you were from. Like I said, NorCal. Where'd you grow up? What town specifically? Um, I grew up in Orangeville, which is a, just a little small, real small town in, uh, outside of Sacramento. Okay. And um, spent most of my time, as everybody probably knows, in racing in a little town called Pollock Pines. And, um, Pollock Pines, It's up in the yeah. foothills, yeah. It's up towards Tahoe, pretty okay. much so. That was kind of your spot? Yeah, that was my spot, yeah. And did your dad race, or how'd you guys get into it? How'd you get involved? Uh, my dad, I mean, he was he a was, uh, Southern California guy, um, Eagle Rock. Tahunga area, my mom too, and uh, when I was like probably two or three, we moved up to Northern California, and he was just a desert guy, just not racing. Just for fun. Uh, he raced, you know, but just yeah, for fun, casual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I brought some pictures. It's pretty, it's funny. Yeah, all but, the races, um, check them. Yeah, out. he was just just um, in it for fun, but uh, then he kind of just offered it up to like, give us a couple bikes, you know, when I was younger. So what'd you get? What was the first bike? Trail fifty, but it was a shared bike. My sister, my brother. Yeah. Myself, oh, nice. fold down handlebars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, uh, with this three siblings, one bike, who was the dominant rider in the family? I killed him. <laughs> the, the, the youngest. I own my family. You're the youngest. Yeah, yeah. They're all four years apart. My sister's the oldest. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that started out there, and then, then uh, got myself a Y, and my dad got a YZ80 for me, uh, 1981. Nice. My first bike. So what did your dad do? Because I, I remember Lamps and Porting yeah. uh, from when I was kind of a young kid. I remember just seeing that logo and seeing you, you at the races all the time. I went to the World Mini, I think 87 and 88 were my first couple of years. And I want to say you were intermediate or expert, but you were one of the fast guys. Yeah. And uh, I was living in Montana still, so we had drove all the way down. It was that old Henderson track. Yeah. And, I uh, just drove by that. Did you? I drive by it all the time because you get to go to Vegas or anything. I yeah, go yeah. By there. yeah. Is it still there? It's, is there? A, it's a giant like lake bed, uh-huh. and there's just a bunch of um, solar panels oh. and stuff out there. Yeah, it's pretty weird. But it was a pretty cool track though back then. Yeah, I liked that place actually. Yeah, it was windy, but it was windy. But you were fast. I remember those couple of years. You know, in that window when I remember yeah. there was a few people that impressed me, like Budman, um, Swink on oh, the, yeah. the mini bikes, yeah. and then it was you and. Uh, Gosh, there was um, Scott Brown. You remember Scott Brown? Scott Brown, yeah. He was I just fast. I just ran into him, actually, um, not too long ago. You know, few, Did you really? A few years ago out here in Marietta again. So. He's still living? He's yeah, living he's a, like an x-ray tech or whatnot. Huh. Or something like that. Yeah, he's in medical. That's cool. 
Mouse and Mouse McCoy. Mouse McCoy was badass. I remember him. Anyway, sorry, I kind of spun off. No, it's funny. Well, you lived it, so you. All those names start yeah, coming well, I back. Just re- so I remember Lampson Porting and seeing all that back then. Yeah. So was he doing that even that early on, or what did he yeah, do? Yeah, he he was, but I mean, he was a hot roofer. Um, oh, wow. The, a, uh, a hot roofer? Yeah, like a... All the tar and all that. Tar and hot roofs. Like a flat roof. Um, uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Never heard that term. Pretty uh, grueling little job, yeah. He's not a really good-looking roofer. If that's what you were thinking, <laughs> <laughs> it's different. But you had his little cut-off jean shorts, and <laughs> little boots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jill's like, how do I get in on that? The hot roofer thing. <laughs> you don't want to see me in cut-offs, but trust me. Oh my. I'd get a, a fine for that. Put some dolphin shorts. On yeah, there. some dolphin yeah. shorts and some pasties on GL and some leather boots. Remember, the, remember when those oh, running shorts were cool, like in the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, like fluorescent running shorts. I remember yeah. Wardy used to rock them a fair bit. Kind of like dolphin shorts. You know? Yeah, that's Solid what I was thinking. Okay. Flapping. And <laughs> so he, he was a roofer. How did he make that jump into, into uh, porting? Because he was quite good, if I remember. I and mean, there was people yeah, running yeah. his stuff that were yeah, good. Yeah, he was including he you. actually really good. Um, he just kind of, he do bikes, I mean, from desert days, you know, and he just kind of got into it, started doing my stuff, and then it slowly just, the roofing thing went out this way, and he started getting busy enough where he's just doing side work in the garage, and, you know, I would run the stuff and we advertise a little bit yeah you know just always was a small operation you Mm. know but then he started doing that that's all hey before uh before i knew you he built one of my bikes and it was like stupid fast (laughs) huh yeah he did um he did some work did amazing i mean nothing crazy you know these guys are hogging stuff out i mean he was just real meticulous and and time you know he just a lot of clean and match everything yeah a lot of people tell you with porting just if you go aggressive you you create other issues but if everything's just like you said you get everything clean smooth that's a lot of the the work right there yeah Yeah. you take an average customer to you know eight hours a cylinder To, and he, no matter who you were, he'd do the same. Yeah. Know? It was pretty cool. Yeah. And then a lot of that, only two strokes, was jetting too. You know, yeah. was he good with that? Because He was good with jetting, yeah. He was really just into like making that thing perfect, yeah. though. All the ports matched. I mean, you know, case matching and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It went into, he went in from that to, got even really busy where he's doing go karts. When go kart mm-hmm. track magic, um, up north, like CR, CR80 motors and 125s. Yeah. yeah. He, they would send them boxes of them because they would sell the complete cart. We wouldn't have Lamps and Porting. It's just their cart, you know. But yep. it's good for my dad. I mean, just boxes of cylinders come. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Kept them busy. So <clears throat> when did you start? What was your kind of your first race? Um, it was 1980. I was like uh, 10 years old, just up in Northern California. I mean, there was Marysville. You guys probably. Harris, Marysville. Know, yeah, East Street and Sandtrack and... Um, few tracks up in there so okay so hangtown hangtown oh yeah because they had a, a different venue before did you ever ride their, their old place no i never did i went up to plymouth i believe it was yeah but that was like after it was closed down okay. like in 91 i went back up there and um when i was riding for mitch actually oh and, uh, nice huh. went up there and rode just remnants of it yeah gotcha. so with your dad getting you know getting kind of busy did you guys start hitting the, the amateur scene pretty hard, or was it more just local racing? More local. I mean, cause my, we didn't have a, mo- a ton of money, so I didn't do... There wasn't much back then. I guess it would be Ponca City, um, Loretta Lands, and then obviously World Mini. Mammoth. Um, Mammoth, Mini. yeah, Mammoth. Winter, Winter O's, maybe, but that's... that's yeah, I never, I never went. To yeah, I never did either, you know, because we were struggling just to get to what we could. I know? think it was like if you lived on the East Coast, you went to yeah. that, but if you lived on the West, you went to Mammoth. And I don't think there was a whole lot of crossover. Yeah, it's no, too you're damn right. far. Yeah, too too far. 
Yeah, but the um, he was, you know, busy doing the cylinder stuff, but then he would look after my stuff, you know. I mean, yeah. working on my stuff. And he made me do a lot of it, which is good, because these days I don't think anybody, some of these guys don't know how to change a dang filter. Actually, you know? he, you'd be grinding cylinders? No, no, not grinding cylinders, oh. but just like he would prepping my bikes yeah. or yeah, doing yeah. whatever, you know, like, yeah. you know, just maintenance. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Did you always have the fastest bikes? I mean, you always I had would, good equipment, uh, I can imagine. Pretty much. I mean, I, I thought they were, you know, I mean, we didn't, it wasn't fast bikes because he had a lot of money. They were just. Did the most with yeah, what did, you could. Did, yeah. yeah, did the yeah. most of what you could. I mean, I didn't have new shit all the time. I mean, it was like penny yeah. pension. I yeah. Mean, and you were a Yamaha guy all through that time, weren't you? Um, yeah, most of it. Yeah, I rode like. Most of my career, I mean, I started out on first couple of years on riding Yamahas. I mean, that's just yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, you know. Then Cowies for probably two or three years, never no support, and then okay. then Yamaha in like '86. I started getting a little okay. bit. That's what I remember you on is, is Yamaha. Yeah, time. I started riding '80s, and then short short amount of time in '86, and then moved up to big bikes after that. '87. Who were you racing with at the time? Like, who were other local guys? Always, that's always interesting to me is like kind of who you grew up racing and riding with. Well, you know, up north, I mean, it wasn't a whole I mean, a lot of names. I mean, Voland, of course, mm, Talon Voland. Tyson Talon was, was Tyson was yeah. old, but yeah, he Ta- was also good. Yeah, cause, I mean, I remember racing like eighty expert, you know, at East Street, and it was on, you know, yeah, full gates back then, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Talon, well, me and him were always scrapping up a little bit. Well, in the Golden State, um, there was that window of like Golden State, and then GFI did like a North South. Even CMC, I think, did a north-south thing eventually, right? So yeah. you guys had, they were still pulling good turnouts back then. Yep, yep. Um, did you guys race at like, uh, gosh, what, not Huron. What's the other track up there that? Sand Hill Ranch. There you go. Maybe I'm thinking. Sand Hill was in one of them. Yeah, they, they had a lot. Uh, Hollister. 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 That's the one Hollister, I was thinking. Yeah. You guys were doing. You're welcome. Golden State Thanks. races there. Thanks, Doug. Good, good job. <laughs> Um, Hollister, I mean, that's still around right now, but I never raced there, t- I don't know oh, why, no. but not too many times. I don't think the Golden State went there mm. a lot, you know, when I was in that mix, it seems like, you know. Mm. Huron and Sand Hill Ranch were like two of the big ones there, always. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like East Street and then Dixon, I don't know, that place was up there too, NorCal, huh. NorCal right. racing stuff. <laughs> so the only guys that kind of really resonate that you grew up with that went on to do something would be the Volan brothers. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was, there was guys in there, you know, but, um, you know, not count, not talking about down South, you know, that yeah, was yeah. Just the Northern California yeah. group, you know, then yeah. venture down to here. Then you start yeah. a bunch of different names. Yeah. So you started about what? 86 then going to the amateur nationals, you say? Yeah, probably. I kind think that first year I went to, um, Ponca city was probably 85, I think. Okay. Yeah. Did you do all right? Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I never did. I never won anything, really. And now these days, oh, you hear these little kids run around. Oh, I'm, I have 18 champion championships. Yeah. I'm like, 18? Shit, that's pretty good, you know. Yeah. But back well, there's then, there's more I classes, mean, more series, yeah, more exactly. events. So I now think those numbers are going to continue to climb. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Well, but, yeah, they're racing six classes at one event, you know. Yeah, but I never really really shine too never much. one thing not anything at punk or loretta's only thing i ever won was my last year in 80, 1989 before i went to nationals and uh at loretta's I what won, class uh 125 a mod okay and emig was in there too so we swapped he he was uh, i won the 125 a mod he got second and then 250 he won and i got second in that and that oh, was nice that was the last so a good way to go out at least i won yeah year. one <laughs> so now from that did the did the door started 
opening with <clears throat> office contracts money yeah i mean a little bit you know like once i finished that i did uh we had had planned you know taking everything and doing the normal like after um, Loretta's, which would be the, like the 500 Nationals. And I rode a 360 Yamaha then. And that, that was did the, they set it up so that after Loretta's, you could jump in and catch the whole 500 series? Because I know the 500, 250 series were split. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That would have yeah. been. That would have been. <laughs> that was weird. Doesn't make any sense. Hey, man, congrats. You're out of amateurs. Let's go to 500s over there. Like, <laughs> oh, and by the way, you're going to ride you. a 360. Yeah, was it air-cooled? No, no, no. Oh, that one was water-cooled? Well, yeah, because they had the 490. And then actually... In 89, so I rode the, it was a 250, just the, just Olin, yeah, the board, 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 Olin's yeah. kid in it, and then um, Yacht Factory guys did it too. Hmm. Dubok was on that team, I think. Dubok, Diamond, wasn't, somebody else. Wasn't Damon, he rode the, that air hammer though, that old air-cooled one. That I was remember. a WR. Oh, that was that that teal and white WR yeah. in like '89. Yeah, Brad, okay. I remember him at Glen Helen on that thing. Yeah. I, maybe it was a G. He, he told me ping all the way around the track. Yeah, he told me it would yeah. lose like fifty percent of the horsepower by the time the thing got hot. Yeah, like I rode full, Yeah, I rode one of those things in '86 at Mammoth, and I was like, no. And at Mammoth, it. yeah, yeah, can imagine. So, so you jumped right up into this thing, did the 500 series, and you got it says uh, sixth place in '89. Yeah, that right. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's pretty I was damn like, good. I think I was like pretty much first like privateer. Like, you know, back then they did the points different too to advance you out of the 125 class, you know? Okay. So it was weird how they did it. it like I had accumulated almost all my points in that one little series. Because if I was getting fifth or sixth or seventh on the weekend, I was always getting first pro am points. Oh. Yeah, it's really weird how it works out. Because I had to quit riding. I, I didn't even ride supercross and I almost got pointed out. Oh, How wow. they did it back then, yeah. It was screwed up, because I remember Budman got hosed on that. He got pushed out, like, mm-hmm. really quickly. Uh, That's how I got, I got back in on it, because I went to Duke Finch, and I said, hey, you know what? Because I was at the end of my career, like, in 03, and I'm just chasing a little bit of money. And ECC wanted to hire me for 125s. I said, I pointed out a long time ago, you know. And I said, well, let me try to do something about that. I said, hey, you know what? <clears throat> I got screwed on that deal, so I think you should, like... <laughs> wave the wave it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they just did. Yeah. Yeah. Kind good. Of, pretty weird. Yeah. It, it, I, li- I like solid rules like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love that the AMA really yeah. Yeah. sticks with it. Those no, guys are real thinkers over yeah. there on how things should be run. No paperwork. Nothing. It's like <laughs> let me think about that for. I'll get back to you. Okay. All yeah. right. We screwed up then. You're eligible. We'll script now. I just went in on the computer and I just made it eligible. Yeah. You're all set. I had it in 1990. I had to quit. Yeah. I had to quit in 1990. Because I was going to be pointed out. You're going to point out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ride nationals. And I didn't even ride, what, two supercrosses, I think, in 1990. So you'd point, you couldn't point out of the 125 national class, though, right? No. But no, all of just, those points counted for supercross. Yeah. Mm. So that 500, my first year, I racked up so many points. Jeez. I was about done. Like, That's crazy. And then I, my dad caught it, and he said, hey, boy, you better back, we better back out of here yeah. because yeah. you're not going to ever get a ride. You know, I wouldn't have probably you know, jumped right in 250 and say... Right. Tough. That's tough. Yeah. How was that 360? That was amazing. Really? I do guys say, yeah. Do you feel like uh, starts had to be a disadvantage, right? Yeah, but it, I, don't, I don't really you know, recall exactly how my starts were, but I, the, the thing was beneficial. I mean, really? if it was built good, because you'd have to, my dad built those bikes, and um, you had to, like, balance the crank. You just had mm-hmm. it, and a good combination with the pipe and sounds. Or I think we ran a Mitch's muffler and some other pipe. I don't know. But I think mine was running better than the 
factory Yamahas, I guarantee you that. Wow. Well, also, too, I think when you look at it, a lot of times in the 500s, the guys didn't use all the power. So if you had a well-set-up 360, you could ride it hard and... Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't mess with the chassis too much. I mean, it was a good bike. Like, huh. it was just as good handling than anything, I thought. That's pretty but, cool. Yeah. yeah set up right. We should build one of those. I sold... Because I, I, DGY Yamaha, you ever, they, oh, yeah. they're the ones that first started helping me out. And um, it was funny because they did some magazine tests back in Chicago on it and stuff like that. And the, whoever rode it at the time, a dirt rider or whatever, they were just like amazed. Really? And they even rode like Yamaha's bikes too, you know, so. Hmm. Wow. You, ever keep, you didn't safe, ever huh? keep one of those? <clears throat> no, we had to sell it. Uh, I was, yeah, we sold it. Needed the money. I got to go racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, uh, you were full privateer that year. Is that right? 89? Yeah. Full you came out of Loretta's, went and did the 500 National 6th. So then in 90, did you get some type of support from someone? Um, DGY. They had, okay. Even though I was riding Suzuki's in 1990, but it, they were still a, a dealership of Suzuki. But they Suzuki, were mainly, Yamaha. Right? Yamaha was yeah. their big thing. But they still, you know, bikes and gave them money to travel, you know, just That's to cool. get the box van around and whatnot, you know. They were actually really cool, good guys. You know what? They were good guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, they dumped a lot of money into just my little program. You know, Button so. and Chad Pedersen both yeah. wrote for them, mm -hmm. so I kind of got to know some of those guys over there, and they were awesome. Yeah, they were Jim, really cool. Jim Swan and uh, Jimmy Canner. I mean, those Canner. guys are still around. Canner's the Canner. guy. Yeah. Yep. yeah, he's still, he's Is still, still around. around? Talk to him. Yeah, yeah talk to him. Just right, my dad passed away, actually. Chatted oh, with him yeah. for a bit. It's been, been mm. a while. Yeah, they, those guys were committed for a long time. They, yeah. they put some money into the sport. It was neat. Definitely. Okay, so how did that year in 90 go? Um, if I recall correctly, it, it went okay. Um, but you had to sit out nationals, you're saying? That yeah, well, I remember we rode up to like Troy, Ohio and, and just trucked on back home after so, that. So when you were doing 125 Supercross, because you did 125 Supercross <clears throat> that year? Yeah, uh, I did West Coast, but I don't think I, I, I recall I didn't ride all the rounds, just probably maybe three for some reason or another. Okay. Maybe a handful of them. Were, you, were you accruing points in that series too, or is it just other classes? Um, yeah, I think I was getting points okay. in that too. Okay. But just, I think it, 89 was the one that was really bad. Mm. Like, because there was nobody with like, it was weird, I had pro-am license. Like, if you go through, like, the old paperwork and stuff, it's like pro-am. There's only a handful mm -hmm. of guys, and I get, it must be the new guys, you know. Mm -hmm. And so if I was, like, as a sixth, I was getting first-place points. And that's how it just tallied up really quick. It's weird. Definitely they weren't mm. thinking on that one. No. <laughs> so was that Suzuki good in 90? Yeah, it was good. It was just Your dad cool. was doing that, too? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. pro-circuit. They did, um, Bones did suspension, and then my dad did the motors and ran their pipes, pro-circuit pipes. But yeah, it was yeah. good. I think those bikes were pretty good there. Yeah. It's funny. At some point, Bones has worked on like, Bones and Mitch have worked on like everybody's bike at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they were from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, or 2000s. They had their hands on something. Yeah. Well, and, and it's actually, we got to get Mitch on here. He was telling me about how he learned to make cone pipes oh. and, and build exhaust pipes, you know, and it's intriguing. It was a guy at Honda that, that helped him, showed him. Yeah. And then he became the guru. He was making Dave Miller's pipes. Mm. I didn't know that. I thought DMC was like this whole legit thing. He goes, I was building this pipes. He just sent them to me. Yeah. I remember Mike anyway. Hooker. Remember Mike Hooker? Hook? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hook used to sit there and just build those cone pipes. Yeah. Like, Time consuming. Oh, man. They sure did look good. They sure yeah, did. it looked good. And then first turn pile up and the thing's all... <laughs> well, we had a couple of days we'd go out. Hook spent all <laughs> day building once. the pipe. And he's like, all right, how, you know, ride it. And I go out and ride it. And come back in. He's all excited. How is it? You like it? I'm like, it's not any good. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it would be like such a... 
<laughs> but sometimes they can go and cut and change yeah, yeah. a couple mil here yeah. and there, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, it's way different. Amazing. Okay, so 90 went, okay, you had to sit some out. Yeah. And then 91, that's when you signed with P. Condit. Yeah, correct. So how did you get Mitch's? I mean, you're obviously running his stuff, but you must have had some results that were good enough to... Yeah, I think I had decent results, I, I believe. Um, like, I can't recall exactly, but it was decent, you know. And then um, I was still in Northern California, so I was, like, back and forth trying to get my foot in the door down here, you know, mm -hmm. just by myself. But I can drive down here. And actually, Hook, Mike Hooker, I mean, he's the one that kind of took me in, and I lived with him. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so okay. he, like, he could see my work ethic and, you know, I think yeah. he, and he pushed... I think he pushed really hard with Mitch, you know, and yeah. got me the deal. Good, good. Nice. So what did you think? I mean, that, at the time, that, that peak Honda team was groundbreaking. That was, you know, a team that all looked, looked alike, and, you know, it's, it's a new team, but Factory Honda's back in it. Kind of what was the vibe back then? Oh, it was pretty cool. I mean, for me, it was like, I thought I just hit the lottery, you know. I mean, it was pretty, pretty cool. Um, did you know it would be that good? Like, or did you think, ha? Huh? At I least know. it's support from somebody. I, yeah, I didn't know if, how we, if it was that good or not, but I figured it couldn't, couldn't be that bad. Better than dragging my Paying dad, for my my dad yeah. and my mom around and doing all that stuff, you know, and at least get foot in the door, you know. So yeah. Do you remember how much you were getting paid for uh, that yeah, first country? Yeah, I don't think I made hardly anything. 20000 bucks. I remember getting about ten or fifteen grand up front for expenses to get me there, like to plane flights. and. Hotel. But at least at that time... 10, 15 grand got you <clears throat> oh, yeah. pretty far around the country a few times. Yeah, and the yeah. bonuses were good. So I just, I didn't want nothing else. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to say, hey, Mitch, I want 10 grand more. Yeah. He'd well, be like, beat it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no, I want my, you know. So was there a point on that bike where you're like, holy crap, this thing's good? Oh, yeah. I mean, those bikes were insane. 91, <laughs> 92, they were insane. Yeah, they were. I mean, you watch supercrosses, and I remember thinking back. I mean, nobody could do triples almost, you know, on a 125 because you'd have to shift to third on the face or yeah. something. These those ones you could just second, second and hold it. <laughs> yeah, I remember the I remember guys talking about that. You could just hit triples in second, or it would pull third. Yeah, like they were just so yeah, much it was power something. There, yeah, so much power, and I think the tranny was just perfect too. You know, um, I can't recall if we had different transmissions, but it was a good package. Mm. Besides Troy having to paint. Um, the tanks every week because oh, they really? painted, painted blue. Oh, really? And then I remember sitting at the shop over here because it was somewhere around here, the race shop. Yeah, was it was in. just a few miles over. Yeah, by Bill's kind of over there. Yeah. And uh, I would had nothing to do. I didn't have, yeah. It's just uh, strip tanks with Is that right? Jasco in the, in, in the side of the road there. <laughs> kind of. I thought the, the tanks were white. I guess I'm going to have to go back and look again. No, they were blue. They had uh, white yeah, shrouds, <clears throat> but off the blue tank. Huh. Was it was it, painted them. was it odd that you, now at this point your dad wasn't building your bikes anymore? Or yeah, was it was that transition. It, it was weird. Yeah, it definitely was weird. But on the flip side of it, it's like it gave him more time to go do all of his, uh, you know, go make some money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just say do that. And it, it, my parents were the ones that were just like, they're not going to try to get in my way. You know, they, yeah, you can that you're on your own, you know, go. They, yeah. they, they went to a lot of races, but they just did step back, you know. So it was a weird transition, but it was in a way good, though. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's nice when parents, like, my dad did the same thing. He's like, I've taught you everything I know. So once I signed with Mitch, he was like, yeah, they, they know more than I know. And he just was, you know, would watch in the stands. and Yeah, exactly. So. And that, that's hard to find these days, I think. You yeah. Know, a lot of yeah. people get so attached and want to be in the middle and it doesn't work out. 
Um, so, 91, you got third in the West Coast. Pretty good. You, um, did you get a win or anything? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. Jeremy, I, didn't Jeremy win pretty much everything that year? Yeah, in big two. But I, yeah, I, I was close. Close ain't close enough, though. Mitch wanted to wring my neck a couple times. I can remember it. <laughs> hey, he was an angry Twice. elf back then, huh? Two times he was about ready to kill me. O- just, Oklahoma, because I was like winning the main, and I choked and just got all pumped up and just threw the anchor, and he just wanted to beat me up then. And then <laughs> I was winning at uh, L.A. Coliseum. I think it was the last round, and um, half a lap to go, and it got me in <sighs> the main. And there's another half a lap to go one too, the, the 250 class. Uh, so no, no super frost wins ever. Hey, Mitch used to get <clears throat> mad back then. Uh, like I, I think after like 99, he and Ramsey had a big blowout. And I think Nathan had a big part in changing Mitch's kind of mindset and the way he worked with guys. But prior to that, there was some come aparts he had. <laughs> it was like, man, you do not want to be on this guy's I bad side. Want, I was just going to ride right through Compton all the way back here. <laughs> right like, I'll see him. I was like, I need to stop it. At the yeah. <laughs> Just uh, give me but, some yeah. gas. I'll keep coming. Yeah, but I mean, and, and all in all, I mean, it was good to straighten me up, you know, a little bit and then to try to do, yeah. know, work on my weaknesses a bit. Yeah, I was scared. Well, he always has good <laughs> intentions, but he wasn't good at controlling the volume of his voice back then he would yeah. just come unglued like what what do you remember what he said to you do you remember, do you remember any conversation i can't re- really recall but i know he was but he got the message yeah, yeah i got the message. i knew i was oh shit here yeah. he comes yeah pick off running no i don't remember he didn't like get me too bad but he got me well enough <laughs> he got me pretty good enough yeah. to get your attention huh? oh hell yeah yeah okay so you're you rode for them in 91 and um you and Jeremy were on the west, right? And then Buell and Swinkster on the east? Yeah, correct. You got any good stories with Swink <laughs> that you can tell? Well, Swink, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I didn't, really didn't do much crazy stuff, you know. But we'd, I would stay back east a lot. So we'd stay at Swinkster's house you yeah. know, and ride back there and stuff. And we didn't get in no trouble, really. We Cops come looking for Swink every once in a while, but it would be all right. <laughs> No, it was he it was, was a character. Yeah, he was pretty funny. All I remember is we'd wake up every morning, and then his training program, I would go run in the middle of the day, you know, because I thought I had to do all that stuff. And he obviously didn't do much of it, so we'd put gloves on and we'd box in the morning. Is that right? Yeah, and I hated it. He and loved I don't like it. Yeah, box. yeah, he'd take a punch. I was man, I don't like this. No, we full box. Did like, you guys wear headgear at least? No, oh. well, not bare knuckles, but big old, yeah. big old gloves, yeah. and then we just still it hurts. Yeah, no. yeah. you're and not ready t- for it. You'll you'll like hurt your neck, your jaw. It was good training, actually. We did that yeah, with um, Casey Johnson, Dostal, Brandis, and myself. We used to <clears throat> we would just do it in Casey Johnson's living room. <laughs> well, we thought that would be a good idea, and we bought the big gloves, but no headgear or anything. And like a couple times, my jaw, I'd get hit, and it would hurt for weeks and oh, weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do it shit anymore. Well, then you get to the point you get pissed, and then you really start. Yeah, then it turns into a fight. come off, <laughs> rolling on the ground, and, and you're like, yeah. I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Swings I could see him, like, loving that. Yeah. We had a good time, though. Yeah. All right. Um, so then you switched again in 92 to Suzuki, though. Yeah, yeah. So what, what prompted the switch there? Just money? <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think I, to be honest with you, after that 91 season, I didn't have a, any, I obviously had to 
go to 250. Oh, you Supercross. pointed out. Yeah. So I didn't really have too many options, but then Suzuki was the option there. How's that? You, you got two years in Supercross and you're out in 125 Supercross, right? Yeah. You did yeah. 90, 90 and 91 and you're out. Yeah, I didn't do too many, really. I mean, imagine. <laughs> you, like some you kids, like, are the AMA trying to help the sport or just hurt it? Like some of these rules I look at, like, I know I've been a little crit- critical of these guys sometimes, but I look and I'm like, what were they doing? Like, what were they I doing? I don't even think they should be, listen, I don't want to get into it. They shouldn't even be pointing out today. Yeah. Like, we should stop this. It's just like... They're, it, not, they're not helping the sport they're by not, pushing people let's out. stop this. Because if you're not talented, you're going to go anyway. And if yeah. you're talented, let them ride. Who cares? Yeah, look. I mean, let the guys make a living. If, if, I'm sure if you had gotten a good 250 ride, you'd have moved up, right? Like, yeah, at a point, you're not going to just milk it and ride the 125 class After two years. I mean, most guys are still a freaking finding their feet. As professionals, let's be honest. Most guys in the second yeah. year Think yeah. about this. are just figuring it out. With, well, look at the amount of races. Years, there's only seven or eight. You know, within four years, he basically pointed out twice. I mean, like, <laughs> no. it's like, sorry, you can't ride here. Uh, go find someplace yeah. else. Oh, oh, you, oh, you did a good day? Well, you can't ride there anymore. Sucker. Get out. Go get a real job. Yeah. Was, they probably didn't even know it. Notice it. So when you signed with Suzuki, it was for 250 Supercross, 125 Outdoor. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. And how'd that go that year? Um, actually it was okay. I broke my femur. I know like, I think Houston and the 250 class, but I mean, prior to that, like the bike and everything, I mean, it was a cool team, you know, I back with swing, swink on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah right. Cause he had switched. Yeah. I remember that. Cooper and. So did you, Lusk did you get one of those titanium pipes? Oh yeah. I think I did have one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Mitch was, has one I thought over that was at the shop. Cool. Dude, it weighs yeah, less nothing. than your phone. I mean, it, they were so light that yeah. they would, they would smash pretty easy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, though. they were they were light. Yeah, but yeah, I broke my femur. That one did me in. So then you were out the whole summer. You didn't even ride. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't come back till well Hangtown. Um, yeah, that 90. was my first race back after Houston. So. Oh, so you did race the nationals? Yeah, the end of them. Well, that, that was my first win ever at a national was Hangtown. Hangtown in '92. And, and on that Suzuki, yeah. Huh. Because I remember I waited. You know, I wasn't going to come back too early. I was already screwed yeah. points and everything, so why rush it? And then I just kind of, like, trained a little bit extra longer and then jumped into that but race. Houston would have been, what, January, February? So you were already back by May after a femur? Yeah. You're I guess savage. That, it sounds like I took a lot of time off, but maybe not. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Oh, unless the schedule was a little bit different. He's like, I took it a lot more time off, like two days, <laughs> and then I was back. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And you well, won Hangtown. Well, you know what? Hangtown wasn't... The first round. Well, it was Gainesville. A, yeah, so there was a, more of a gap. I don't know what, what... But either way, you came back within a few months. Yeah. Either which way, Which pretty been, impressive from a FEMA. Even if it was June. Yeah. That's quick. Yeah, yeah. And there was no... I didn't have no complications when I did yeah. it. I mean, I did... Like, clean break? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in the hospital. I did traction and everything. Because they didn't... Back then, I don't know if they tractioned you right away. They didn't. Because I, I shattered my FEMA in 94, I believe. And same thing, they tried traction, but it was pointless because it was just shrapnel everywhere. So I ended up having multiple surgeries. But yeah, back then, femurs, like now, the recovery, like guys don't even have a cast. Yeah. It's just they put a, they put a pin in either from next to the knee or the side of the hip all the way through. 
Guys go home on the crutches. Some guys walk. Yeah, out of I there. did. Mine was pretty relatively. The most time I was in the hospital, it was like a week, just because it was like the bone spiral fractured. So uh-huh. it was like this, you know. And then it, and I had to sit in traction for days, you know. And were slowly. you sliding down the bed? Yeah. Or <laughs> I hate that. Every few minutes, hey, someone help me up. Yeah. You get comfortable. You're watching TV and you bottom out. So they just did they cast you or did they put no, a rod in it? They put a rod in it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Once they got it back into so they get it in line. Get it lined up. Yeah. Okay. And then. But otherwise, yeah. You still like, have the rod in there? Yeah. Yeah. I never took mine out when I broke yeah. mine. I think but, I screw backed out one time in my hip, like the the lock it, lock the um, yeah. pen. You know? I had my rod back out and was poking out my butt cheek. Okay, that's not good. Yeah. They removed it. I wanted to get mine taken out, but by the time I, he said, when you're done racing, you will get it taken out. That's what he told me. And I went back and he goes, oh yeah, well, it's never going to There's out. no way they can. <laughs> he yeah. said, so calcified. Yeah, I was going to say, now it's in there. Yeah. yeah I was, and what's the point if it's not bothering you? It kind of clicks, though, when I go up steps and stuff. Does your buggy at all? No. Nah, when do you go up steps? Like, do you have a professional well, like quiet step steps? up over here? Oh, okay. Stairmaster. Ladders. He has to step up to get in his truck. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Oh, Even though man. it's lowered. Yeah, it's lowered, and he's got a, he's got a, he needs a step stool for that. Okay. Very funny. <laughs> that means he would love it. <laughs> I could just look at his face. He's like, oh. He's like, oh, here we go, the short jokes. Here we go again. Sons <laughs> of bitches. Low center so, gravity ping. That's what you have. How was how was winning Hangtown? That had to be oh. legit. Home home track race. Oh yeah, that first was a, national. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a big deal for me. I mean, yeah, first, was the first win what, ever? Was the crowd like really behind you even then? Because I know I've been to Hangtown and you came out on the first lap of practice on a husky and the place was nuts. <laughs> husky. So I was like, wow, he's got a he's got a following. So you became. Obviously, the local hero. Yeah, yeah. Did it feel like that even in the beginning stages? Yeah, like even then, yeah, for sure. I guess I've been around there a long time. Yeah. What What year was the the mud, the big water race there? 91. Did you race it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Started upstream when you cross, and you'd been up on the other side of the track. Yeah, who was, who was here that, uh, who was telling us about it? Mickey, maybe? Oh, it was Doug. It was Henry. Henry. Oh, Doug. Yeah, yeah, he won. He said there was hay bales floating across oh, the yeah. track. There was, and you had a kind of like a, this <laughs> you're do- like Frogger. You're like dodging yeah. hay bales. You would floor. seriously, if the water was flowing this way and the track was here, and you'd, you wouldn't start over here. You had to no, start left. You'd be down there in another lane. You know, you'd have to start over here, and then you'd drift. It was weird. Never yeah, rode I it, never rode anything like that. Bikes weren't even muddy. It's like an old Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Did you ever get scared at any point? Like, I, I, I there was uh, a couple of guys that went in and got kind of pinned under their bike. Um, I want to say one of the Albrecht boys. It was pretty bad. You could have been, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't. I was just like, this is cool. Did you finish? How'd you do? Yeah, I think I got sixth. All right. I was barely made it over the line, though. I know that. <laughs> bike wasn't barely running. I'll bet. <laughs> just sucking water. I think uh, Volan was on, on to win that one. and then he Bike blew up? Did something happen, yeah. He sucked so much water. There That's was no, no way around that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like you could make go around. You were going through no, the river yeah, you every lap. Yeah, you a little did. bit like, uh, remember Daytona a few years back, and then Reed's bike just said, enough. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. This Wyndham one. That one yeah. was, this Hangtown race was, you got to watch it. It was even worse, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I think crazy. I've seen a couple pictures, but yeah, I've never like seen any say, video footage. You, it doesn't even look like a mud race, because the bikes are like. Yeah, because it's raining so just, hard, they were clean, huh? <laughs> yeah, the water crossings, there was just, yeah. So, okay, so 93, 92, you're on Suzuki. 93, um, you actually had a good year, too. 250 MX, you were third overall. Fourth overall in the 500 Nationals, and fifth in 250 Supercross. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, no, man. Good that season. was my first year at Honda, yeah. So how did the Honda deal come about? 
Oh, that Hangtown win. You think so? I yeah. I think so, yeah. Because Dave Arnold was all over that. Okay. How did the rest of that summer go? Um, it was okay. I didn't have nothing, didn't win no more races, but. Who, who won that year? Um, I think Cooper, maybe. Yeah, Cooper. that was Cooper's year, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they made a uh, LaRocco and him battle, maybe. It's right to the end. <clears throat> I came down so. to like, I think it was two points or something. Like, Cooper had to finish third and LaRocco was leading and then someone was on. Yeah. Cooper. yeah. I remember watching that series. It was pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, I, I hmm. believe you're right on that. Because Guy was fast. He'd be out front a lot of times and then throw it away. And Guy Cooper the, would crash? And no. then make the race so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't the uh, <clears throat> seats like... Uh, leopard stripe seeds, um, bright, Leopards, bright orange stripes. Ninety-one yeah. was gray and yellow uh, spots. Yeah, spots. Spots. Yeah. And the ninety-two, it went to purple and yellow. Right. Because gray and yellow. Wasn't, Leopard, wasn't Leopards enough. don't have stripes. Yeah. Spots. Okay. FYI. Spots. spots. That's why I have you, here, Gio. <laughs> You're welcome. You need. That's why you need the African. Yeah. Without a boat. So, do you feel like in '93 <laughs> that switch to Honda? Was that kind of a, a turning point for you where everything started to really click? I mean, yeah. your results are good. You're like, you're back on the best team. Yeah, I would say it was, yeah. I mean, just to sign with them. I mean, let yeah. alone before the year even started, I thought, oh, man. Yeah, I did a two-year deal, too. I mm. did a 93-94. So, so that was your first <coughs> multi-year contract? Yeah, yeah, correct. That also always feels a little bit better, a little... I don't know. Yeah, a little, so, a little less nerve-wracking than all on that one season. Yeah, yeah. So it was weird to... And uh, ninety two on the Suzuki days, I made twenty four grand as my salary. Is that yeah. right? I thought that was. I mean, it was good yeah. for me. I thought two thousand a month. That's probably more than the average person was well, making that, then. That makes oh, yeah. me feel better because when I signed with Mitch, it was for twenty five <coughs> grand. And I thought, looking back, I'm like, man, Mitch was stiffing me. But that was kind <laughs> of the going rate, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. Ish. I didn't. I didn't have nothing. Make me feel real, better about. Myself. I didn't have nothing real crazy to go like saying I yeah. earned more money than that. You know. Prove, okay. Prove so it and you get it. So you you pointed out, but then in '94 you're back into the 125 class. Did they change the rules, or how did you get back in? No, I wasn't back in. Just for the nationals. For super, oh, just for nationals. For super I got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. So second that in '94, <laughs> then you got second in the outdoor series, fifth in 250 Supercross. Again, solid. Solid. So Honda was stoked. Yeah, because yeah. you would have gotten one, too. You know what? It, it's kind of weird is I had a two-year contract, and I never even really talked about this as my, me and my dad used to, but they wanted to buy They wanted to get rid of me after 93. Is that even right? Even though I had a two-year contract. They went to the extent we went down there to negotiate how much it was going to be to say adios. It wasn't, I don't think it was so much my results. It was that somebody was coming over. And they needed money. They wanted to hire somebody. I can't remember. From Europe. Who would it have been? I'm trying to think. Tortelli? No, it was before Tortelli. Elby wanted to come over because I remember Elby, I think Elby told me that he almost came over at, with Honda. Was and that, that didn't pan out. And he stayed another year in Europe on Suzuki and then came with Suzuki. Pichon? No. I think Elby was... Pichon was 95, 96 on the 125. Mm. I think it was Elby that they, no. that Honda was trying to get at the time. Because remember, he was world champion on the Honda in 93. And then mm. I think Elby wanted to come to you, to the States. That's probably what it was. That's probably so what Honda. They, they wanted you out for money? To, so, to get, yeah. yeah they, 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 they wanted to just pay you out. Basically, yeah. So We'll have to check with Elby. But I'm, I, I think I remember him saying that he was pretty far down the road with Honda. So what was the offer that they made you? Like how much did they want to buy you out? We, well, what happened is... My dad, he was funny. He 
he flew down here or drove down here and he's like all right we're gonna go fishing you know half day boat and told arnold we'll be there at this time you know so went in there so what we did is we go okay so yeah we'll just be realistic what happens if i win a champion if i would have won a championship oh yeah okay so add 100 100 100 oh yeah yeah. bonuses you know so yeah okay yeah half mil and we'll walk and he just lost his mind just like no just forget that this even happened i go oh just forget it all yeah. happened you that know, you know. <laughs> but it was weird i wanted out then because i was like you, you guys just don't want me yeah so i'm working out that was but, dave arnold that you have that? yeah i mean obviously and you had gotten along with them fine up to yeah. that point right yeah arnold i mean we were great yeah, yeah. i mean everything was great yeah. cliff Cliff White over there. I mean, I got along with everybody really good. Thought it was a, a decent year. I mean, it. Yeah, you know. I mean, shit. That's second and fifth. <laughs> That's pretty damn good to me, yeah. I would say. Yeah, it was kind of odd. But then. So then it, you got a bad taste in your mouth. Like. Yeah, I even went to the extent where we already went to Suzuki and uh, seeing if there was anything there before we went down this meeting, you know. And, mm. But we just threw some crazy numbers out and they just lost their mind. Like, well, oh, forget it. Mm. Like, okay, I'll forget it. It all happened. <laughs> huh. All right. But it, it just, I uh, shrubbed it off and just kept on going, you know. I wanted to be at Honda. I mean, yeah. Okay, so so your 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 contract was for 93, 94, right? Yeah. So then at the end of 94, they, they kept you, though. Oh, yeah. So was there any weirdness in that negotiation after that everything that had gone down yeah not that i remember really okay kind of just forgot about it i was gonna say sometimes as races you almost have to have a bit of a short memory yeah and just get over things yeah, and you just do because if you dwell on it you just and that was a it. year earlier right so it was a full year earlier when they wanted to do that yeah yeah end of 93 yeah yeah, yeah and, and so I, I was mixing the years up the year that they talked about cutting you you, <coughs> you, been were, going third, into you were third fourth and fifth though in 250MX, 450MX, 250 Supercross. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Those are solid finishes, man. Yeah, they really wanted somebody over, like, it probably was. It probably Albie. was Albie. I, For some reason, I thought maybe Everts, but I, maybe not Everts. So. Because you're probably remember, right. Elbertain was one on the Honda in 92, yeah. 125, moved up, one in yeah. 93, and then I remember hearing rumors he was going to be on factory Honda in the States in 94. Then he signed with Suzuki with Caboos, Won another championship and then came to the states with Roger and Suzuki the following yeah, year. That, that has to be it then. That's that what I sense. think. I'd like to try and uh, verify that. LB would know. Yeah, we'll call him. We'll call him at, uh, at the break. <laughs> okay, so '95. So you resigned. Was it a multi-year deal again? Um, man, I don't think so. Okay, I think it was just a single year. Yeah, '95 was a single year, I believe. It was probably a good year to have a one-year deal in. Yeah, because then I, it, I signed my contract at Steel City the day before the last Nash, the, when I won the championship in '95. In That's I, when you I, signed your '96 deal. Yeah, yeah. So it was a one-year deal. race. Okay. Yeah. So, speaking about '95, <laughs> that was an interesting series. Yeah. Sixty points down. At one yeah, point, it was, it was pretty crazy. That's it was huge. A, it was how that Supercross break and. You know, Gainesville was first outdoor, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, the Supercross, and I got yeah. hurt, I got hurt in between. You know, so yeah, it was all messed up. What did you What did you hurt? Um, Dallas Supercross. I did my knee. Mm -hmm. I didn't get surgery though. I did like MCL, ACL. Mm. Like it was blown out. I couldn't even like. I tried to ride a heat race, and I couldn't even like barely stand up. You know, it was 
so I was going to have surgery, and I went back, and my doc's like, hey, just just build the muscle. Is and that so right? I didn't have no surgery, nothing. I went 10 years without no ACL. I mean, it was gone. So I was lucky because I just, like, built built the muscle up, and I got by it. Wow. Yeah, I had the same thing. I blew mine out on the 80s. <clears throat> Maybe my – so – I, 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 I could never do that. Every ago. time I would blow an ACL out, you, I'd go to put my leg out in a turn, and I could just feel it, like, wobbling see, that's around. What it, that's what it felt like, I mean, right after, but then once it built it up. I mean, everybody's different, though. Yeah, I see some people, like, I go, I got lucky because there's no way. I mean, I went the rest of my racing career, we and then I, I went and got my some work done on my getting rods out, and I had them do a cadaver yeah. ACL, and it didn't take to me, and I still don't have one. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. Your body rejected it. Uh, yeah. That wow. happens a fair bit. I did it where they take strands from your hamstring. Oh, okay, create, yeah. Create its own. Well, that's what they probably should have done, but I didn't really care because I was done racing, so I was like, yeah, just do whatever easy. Mm. And well, if the cadaver ligament takes, it's less, uh, your recovery time's shorter because yeah. you're not pulling your own yeah. tissue. Yeah, and I don't even remember how, like, I never felt myself re-tear it, you know? Cause I was done racing, though. I was just riding, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit here and there, and then I was like, man, my knee's all loose. I could pop it all, all the way out pretty much, and I was like, Jeez. But yeah, it's just how I must be. I'm lucky. Yeah. To be able to have done that. So that, but it was tough. I mean, I was like struggling my first race back. Yeah. Because I missed, I don't know how many rounds. I, so you made, you made Gainesville or you didn't? <clears throat> yeah, I, I rode Gainesville. I remember I, I, wa- I went one DNF pretty much because I broke a front wheel. Okay. I remember. And I finished, but I didn't get points. I was like outside so the I top think, 20. Was that in that one little Canyon section? I think I remember a video you on the side of the track. I know that doesn't describe. The oh, you know, well. um, no, because because I came in, I knew it was broke. Like first couple laps, like I flat landed some, uh, and I could hear thinking, you know, mm. and, I, and they had a wheel ready. By the time it wasn't that track was kind of known for wheels, huh? Flat landing everywhere, yeah. and hard, real hard, hard ground. as a rock. Yeah, but we come find out it was we got some wrong uh, wrong spokes Is sent right? to us. Yeah, so they're lacing. It wasn't Gosser's fault, you know. It was the, Mm. parts guy at the time <laughs> so you um did you miss some rounds then after <clears throat> yeah that? yeah i can't remember if i was 60 points down so i'm i know i missed hangtown must have missed hangtown so i missed one moto at gainesville pretty much with no points so maybe i went one it. nothing and then hangtown i missed and then i must have been mount morris was the first race back okay that makes sense and I just, yeah, just barely. And so at that point, you're not even thinking championship, probably, oh, no. right? Like, my my mentality was like, let's go try win some races. Yeah, oh yeah, bonus money. I want to make some dough. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, kind of confident and nothing to worry about. Yeah. No pressure. And then it just started. You know, man, these guys are just giving me points. I mean, yeah. Rhino was just. It seemed like it. I don't know. These guys were having, throwing shit away every left yeah. and right. You know. Well, and sometimes you. I, I, this has happened to me where it's like, oh, I don't need to worry about Lammy. He's way down in the points. You know what I mean? So they wouldn't fight you as hard or they'd so let you go. Else, yeah. yeah, no, and you're And right. before you know it, you're 25 points, 25 points. Yeah. You're back in the mix. Yeah, it started getting to that point, and I'm like, man, this could maybe work out. <laughs> yeah. Did it get harder as you got closer, like where it started to be, man, I could win this? Did no, that change anything for you? Not really. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. You think back of how, like, I'm sure you guys have both been through it. Like when sometime in your career you've been so confident and you look back like, how the hell did I get through that? Mm. How was I that cocky or not, you know, not cocky, but like that confident? Yeah. I mean, just like no big deal. I got this. Yeah. I only had glimpses of that. I, I, did, I could never keep it. I'd always yeah, get hurt yeah, or I mean, something. And yeah, I mean, this was <laughs> like, this was the, the one time that I remember like I was just like. Couldn't. I mean, you're talking like. Couldn't do anything wrong. 
You just after all that, you, all the year, and it down to the last moto, and I'm just like, I had a game plan. I told Gosser, you know, straight up, what I was going to do. What was it before Steel City? Is like, well, I'm just going to win the first moto because I was, I believe, three points down going into that round, or three points ahead. However, it worked out. Yeah, sorry. it was real um, close. Yeah. I was going to win the first moto no matter what, and then I could ride around in third and second moto and still win the championship by one point. And the, which was, to me, it was kind of easy because it was just kind of Rhino and I going at it at that mm. time, you know, kind of. Yeah. So I, but it didn't, it didn't work out. That, that was way. when he broke a chain, right? That first moto? Second moto, he broke it. Oh, second one. So what happened the first moto? Uh, he, I was winning and he ran me down a little bit. He was right there, but I got pumped up a little bit. And so he won? Uh, yeah, I was a bit right. A little so you guys went to the last moto tied then? Yeah. Okay. And where did he get that chain from? Oh, that's right. Uh, somewhere out of my box, man. Uh, yeah, there's irony for you, right? He borrows, <laughs> borrows a chain out of from Lammy, which wouldn't you go to anyone else? Like, But wait, you say Lammy. Wouldn't you mean Honda? Well, it was out yeah, of his Goose. box. It was, it was a box van. It was out of his box van at the time. Yeah, I remember Goose handed it to him. Wyatt Seals. You got a chain? DID ran the same chains, though. Yeah, I don't, not like there was anything deliberate. I know, but like, but the how, irony how of that I is, run, oh, yeah, hold on, let me get my grinder out real fast, and yeah. let me give you this back. Just yeah. take a, yeah. Now, that is pretty crazy, though. But yeah, I got pumped up. I would always get pumped up first motos for some reason and ride like shit, mm. and then the second moto. Was like, how, I can't, and I was in that race, so I, I don't remember. What, what positions were you guys in when all that happened? <clears throat> well, first, first moto, I mean, I was, we were one and two, and then he ran me down. I and I was on him at the end. I we all, I almost got him back, but then, damn, second moto it was the same way. But I, I won two, but he we probably like three to four second gap the whole moto. Mm. He'd have his faster section, I would have mine, and it just would. And I knew if he gets close, I, no, it's he's gonna he's, yeah, yeah. send it. Yeah, I'd get ran over, landed on, or plowed out yeah. in the left field. Which going for the championship, I mean that's. But I never Dude, how it. stressful. That seems like the most <clears throat> stressful kind of, it's down to that's literally what, the last moto of the that's year. That's what, like, I don't even, like, Gossler was so panicked before that race because I said, hey, here's my plan, you know, just calm. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to win first moto and I'll be cool. Just ride around. And then tied in points. Now it's like, okay, plans didn't go as planned. And now it still like, was the same way. I go, I'm going to just freaking let it rip, you know. I was always stronger second moto anyhow with my, you know, just the arm pump. Yeah, I yeah. hate arm pump, man. Just a little bit, but I would never get a second moto. So I would just be like. And your fitness was always good. So, like, you weren't worried about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah my fitness was legit. Yeah. That's crazy. So what was that like? Uh, at what point did you know you threw a chain and you had it? Was oh, it like a couple. Not, I didn't. Yeah, I just. Was it last lap or two laps to go? It was right there at the finish line. Like he he coasted, yeah, he pushed the box. Yeah, he I remember. coasted, yeah. and then like he broke it, just kind of like another kind of that off camera, yeah. kind of like down flat area. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy because people said he was was gonna beat me if his chain his chain broke, so he lost the championship. But he was, you had beat him. Yeah, heads up, straight up. Yeah, yeah. But people, you know, they just. You know. I didn't know if it was white white flag lap or if that was last lap. Yeah, it was right there. I mean, he was on it. He was going for me. How right close now. was he? Not not close enough. Not to not strike, to make a pass. Yeah, unless he went straight somewhere or something. You know, Jump, across jumped jumped across the banners. <laughs> yeah. You never know with him. That's yeah, crazy. So, and you weren't. You know, did you think? I mean, I guess at a point you probably thought, okay, I can win this title. But coming across the line, that had to be 
amazing. Oh, yeah, it was. I mean, just the whole time through the, the, as the year went, I was like, this couldn't be happening. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I, like, I don't know if it was somebody trying to mess with me, but it seemed like Binghamton was, I think, the race before there or whatnot. And I, usually, I usually don't do too well. I do okay there, but I killed it, luckily. I mean, because that's one of my weaker tracks, and that gave me that that um, opening to get where I could win the championship. And uh, all week it was negotiation time, you know, Cowie, like um, Roy Turner. Like I never really talked to the guy before, and he's all over me. Like you just sign a contract, I'm gonna have a contract for you. <clears throat> so I'm like, oh shit, I've got all this going on prior to Steel City weekend, you know, up to that night. I mean, he was. So, so are you thinking like, okay, they try what if I don't win this championship? Then maybe I don't have something. Do I sign this? Yeah. So I was like, I had a contract from Honda there on that night, the night before the race. That yeah. I was going to sign something the night before the race. And then Turner all week was like, we want you, we want you. We're going to put together a contract. And we talked, you know, when I got to the race, like on a Friday, we talked, you know, and, and but he never pulled through with it. Mm. But he was all talk. I don't know if he was trying to like, Mess with, Mess with your head. Mind yeah. games, maybe? I don't know. It was weird because they never had any intention. It was all talk, and then it like never actually, oh, here's a contract. Yeah. Check it out. You know, sign it. So That's pretty interesting. What How did you, you do at Binghamton? I'm sorry? How did you do at Binghamton? Do you remember? Oh, I went 1-1 one, one that, that year. Yeah. Huh. That was, yeah. Did, did you have a lot of run-ins with Rhino? No. Throughout the years, no? No, not really. Nothing too well, crazy. Like, I know he and Doug had some pretty <coughs> heavy moments. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like getting beat by Rhino, but I know Rhino didn't like getting beat by any of us, you know. So, yeah. um, But you guys never had, like, words you or know what, one, throwing hands or Not anything. really. I mean, one time, I, I mean, this was bad. Like, he's, I wouldn't want to fight Rhino, but it was in um, Osaka or one of those Japan races when everybody had to go. Yeah, Osaka was it. Fukuoka. Yeah, and it was. When Honda had that aluminum frame, and it wasn't very good. And I remember I was sucking that day. McGrath already was hurt because his chin opened, and or the bike was really bad. Hmm. And we're riding the Supercross, and I was like fish out of water, squirrely. And I remember uh, 90 turn, I mean, I landed, and I didn't. I didn't even turn, and I hit Rhino almost head on as he squared it up, you know. And I mean, I mowed him down like that. I <laughs> were you out just like squirrely, or <clears throat> yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, just sending it into the corner, way on the wrong side, and then okay, grabbing front brake where you couldn't grab enough front brake, and but yeah, I hit him pretty much head on, like almost. So you guys had some <laughs> words after that. <laughs> I just I thought it was on. I just jumped up. Because my hand went into the sprocket and I like, oh. cut it all up, you know. So I was like, "Oh shit," you know. But then I thought he was gonna just beat me into the ground, stab me with a stake or something. But he's cool. He was. His arms went up a little bit, and oh, he went. But yeah. now he's like, "Man, I didn't expect you to do that. That's not you." I go, <laughs> like, "Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to do that either." <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me. Uh, we we had Trey Kennard on last week, yep. and he was talking about these moments where uh, kind of his sweet spot was when there was no expectation and nothing to lose. You know, like he would be kind of like you were, or like I'm 60 points down, might as well just go freaking yeah. try to win. No and pressure. then all of a sudden, you're, you're riding pressure free and killing it. And then you work right up to where, you know, like in 2010, he won a title when he was not probably likely to do it, you know? Well, yeah, anyway. 
it was like uh, we were just talking about obviously Bercy earlier, but it was like uh, Ferrandis when he passed Hill for the lead. He overjumped the that triple in the corner. <laughs> he pretty much just punts Hill over the berm. But you see them talk afterwards, and Ferrandis apologised. But it was one of those he came, he came in too hot. You could see he tries to turn, yeah. and when he stuffs in the berm, he stands up, and it's like he just shoulders Hill <laughs> over. And I'm like. Hill was pretty cool because I know if I've been punted off the track, I'm usually not that cool when I go up to someone. Yeah, especially that soon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was, you could tell he was trying to stop. He just, he couldn't. No, and, but I'm saying if this, you're Justin Hill, you're leading and some guy just hits you. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, he took yeah. it pretty well, but they chatted it out. But yeah, that, could that stuff happens. All right. So 95, you win that title. Um, it's got to be an amazing feeling. You Did your contract go up much? Did you sign with Honda the night before? Yeah, I did the night before. So not was, knowing what was going to go on, you know. So that's what I want to ask is, was there a, a clause? Like if you won the title the next day, it did this? Or? I don't really remember. I don't think so, to be honest with you. They were probably trying they, to make sure you signed before you were a national champion. Yeah, yeah, they were pushing hard. And, and it's funny because my dad, I mean, he was so funny. He'd take care of all my stuff. You know, you know I was involved, but he would always yeah. make sure I yeah. was doing the right thing. And he's like... Told him, all right, you throw in a gold wing, and you got a deal. <laughs> and he did. For, was it for him or for yeah, you? No, for him. Yeah. Gold wing. Well, right. that was his commission check. Yeah, yeah So exactly. there you go. Yeah, Dad's that's right. working it for the extra bonus stuff. Yeah, I told him. I said, there you go. You have to tell him that. Dad, <laughs> I, how about some extra cash? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So you, what you, we want is the gold wing. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine looking sideways? I'm like, what the hell? A gold wing? <laughs> yeah. We don't need that. So, so they I, had to like, write it in and initial it you know, on the contract. I was like, oh, man. I did that uh, when I came to the States, I had Pro Circuit and KTM, and they were both trying to get me. So it was kind of this cool feeling like, yeah, they're fighting over me. This is awesome. And the price went up a little bit. And at the very end, Cowie said, that's our final offer. We can't do any more. KTM said, we'll match it. And I had a first ride of refusal. So I'm like, yeah, I want to stay. And at the very end, I was like, but I need a truck. I can't get around to the test track or anything. I need a truck. They're like, take some of the hundreds of thousands (laughs) we're paying you, you asshole, and go buy one. (laughs) Wrote in there, any truck of his choice. (laughs) No way. No way. You got it, too? I got a Chevy Silverado, the all-American truck, when I came here. Did they give it to you outright? Yeah. Went to Paradise Chevy in Temecula. Said, I want that one. And they went and wrote a check, and I felt so important. That's pretty good. That's (laughs) nice. That's a nice little bonus. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't like... Work something with that contract. Yeah, but like, the, but the, the, the gold tomorrow. wing had a back seat, so he was That's dialed. true. Never mind. You did have a good Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cup holders, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't remember. There might have been something in there, but yeah. I, I can't really. Because you could see Honda wanting to get you signed before it's over. Otherwise, your value is, right? And two yeah, years earlier, they're like, we want you out. Yeah. Yeah. No, how weird's that? Yeah, I don't get it. Hey, leave. Oh, wait a second. We need you to sign you now. <laughs> Comes back to its business, huh? Yeah. All right. So yeah, I guess so. so yeah. really. It's almost like a chick. For that 96 season, was it another one-year deal? Yes, it was. Okay. Because I do remember 97 was completely different, I believe. Yeah, it's bonus structure, everything. Because mm-hmm. the bonuses weren't there. <clears throat> Not like they are now. I mean, there was like right. I could maximum in your, like five in your, grand or something for a win. It wasn't great. Six, in yeah. your guys' sort of era, from the early nineties to the late nineties, the, the bonuses went from like you said, like five grand to like thirty-five grand. It seemed like exactly. My, yeah. yeah, it was I, like ninety-nine is when it really yeah picked, ninety-eight huh? ninety-nine just and you know who had played a big part in it, at least in the one twenty-five oh, class. Michael? No, it wasn't even Ricky. It was Casey Johnson and Brock Sellards, and it was FMF Honda. 
that was fighting over them. Uh, with, and they paid with, a little more, And huh? they, they, they bumped the salaries up. They were making over 100 grand. And they were the first couple 125 Supercross guys to really yeah, push it into those. six figures. Yeah, yeah I would make... It was like 60, 50, 60,000 throughout the mid, kind of into the late 90s there. Like 95, 96, 97. If you were making that, that was average. Yeah. Obviously, a guy winning titles is worth more, but... Yeah, a guy with no championships, like Casey, I think he had won one or two races. To, same with Brock. No titles, but won a couple of races, and they were making 100, 110 grand. Well, that was big then. In 97, when uh, Ricky was a rookie, I remember he said he made 30. Mm-hmm. And he still said he thought he was doing pretty good when he got in there. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, he's funny. Yeah. How about Jeremy yeah. when he said he, his bonus structure, he structured it down to fourth because he didn't, and it was like 10,000 yeah. for a win. It was like... It wasn't very much money. With Mitch? No, no. When he went to Honda. Factory Honda. No, factory, factory Honda. Honda. Yeah. Well, Honda, yeah, there was uh, our bonuses. Well, I think Jeremy was similar to mine, but I know outdoor, if you had uh, overall, you made six grand. No matter how you got it, if you went 3-2 and, and you got the overall. 250? Um, one twenty five, and his huh. his was the same, I believe. So okay. I was making six. The bet, and then the best you could do is eight grand. If you went, you got a thousand per moto, thousand bonus and that you run for first yeah, overall, so. yeah. <clears throat> that's hard-earned money man winning two national you know, motos for and it was like i thought it was great and then it, it switched um from 96 to 97 somewhere in there it switched my salary went down but my bonus was like 30 grand for an overall and seven per moto so mm-hmm. 44 you could really logistically it might have been from 97 to 98 possibly i think that's more like it okay well, 96, you repeated that title. Um, how did those 250 Supercross seasons go? 95 and 96. I don't remember. Um, I think they went okay. I don't right. <laughs> didn't, didn't win no races. But. No, but you always seemed like you were just there or thereabouts, like fourth, fifth, a lot of those. Yeah, a lot of p- fair amount of podiums. Podiums, yeah. But I was a little nagging injuries here and there. I think help didn't help, but um, I just wasn't. Uh, Supercross wasn't your. Not totally. You I were mean, not I, I, guy. I was more like. In practice, like Bevo to this day, I see him and he goes, the fastest guy in practice. I wasn't trying to be the fastest guy, but I had no pressure. And I, I just flowed better when I didn't. And yeah. A little bit of pressure in me and Supercross, it just didn't flow too good. You know, I could still pen it, but just never yeah. really shine. Getting from thirds, fourths, fifths to, Did well, and you had to beat Jeremy at that time, which was no. Yeah, <laughs> and that's back to the, you know, half a lap from, less than half a lap from the finish line or 12 Ten, what, ten what, seconds. What race was passed. that? It was Charlotte, North Carolina, in 95. 95, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that year, didn't Wyndham ride that year, or was that 97? Or 96? Anyway, he did one yeah. of those. I think he won. Did he win? I want to say Wyndham won that Charlotte race one year. I think that was 98. Yeah, it had to be, because I remember this deal with me. I thought I had it. You know. I think Wyndham was 98. Me. Yeah, he passed me, like, right there at the finish. I was, like, pumped over the finish line jump. I'm like, why am I pumped? Like I'm like going pissed off. Like I want to go shred my bike, you know. Like, but I still got second. But the closest I ever got to winning. It's like really, Jeremy, you can't give me <laughs> yeah. one. Just yeah. give me one. Did you hurt your ankle in there too? Someplace in that, uh, those years or something? Um. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, yeah, ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Because I think I was could have maybe wrapped up a championship in the outdoors in ninety four. But yeah, I, my ankle. Yeah, got me good. The screw you or the, what? Some gravity cavity thing at Unadilla got me pretty good. Yeah, oh, I think I had like Unadilla earlier. It's <laughs> Unadilla comes up again. I don't. Yeah, it's because they had no cell service. That's why you injured yeah. your ankle. What happened? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, you catch it. 
I don't remember. I just yard sailed like oh, that. Like uh, jumping down into that thing in the first lap. Because I think I went into that round. That was just 94, and I already I was doing pretty well, and I had like over 25-point lead, and then I did that, and that messed me up for a bit. Mm. For that a was when the <clears throat> Unadilla track around that era was like pretty gnarly rough as well. Yeah, yeah. It used to get – the two strokes used to make that track – yeah, it, it, you got to look it at all the footage. Bad. The two strokes made that track way rougher than what four strokes do nowadays. But then they also grew yeah, a lot more. I think it's just different the way. Well, it was remember, they used to not. I remember my first year there was eight, yeah, they never eighty nine, eighty nine, and the grass was this tall. I was scared I was going to hit potholes first lap of practice. You know, it was pretty weird. That's when the track was good. When they never rode it, huh? yeah. Once they started doing, they started doing GNCCs there, then quad races, lost the base of it, and you know, it kind of like the yeah. good traction. Yeah, well, it threw off all. The the dirt and it got to that yeah. shale base because exactly. it's very shaly out there. So '96, you won uh, the outdoor title again. Anything crazy about that season? No, not really. It was good. It's good. I mean, it seemed I, like business as usual, if I remember correctly. Like you were the favorite. You were pretty solid. Yeah, confident. You won Hangtown that year, though. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I've run one. I think uh, every round, but two. I think is that right? Oh, wait, nine out of. How many? Uh, not, oh, you know, I, no. Uh, Glenn Helen, I went. I got a flat one tire or one moto rear flat. So I think I got, went six one. So I didn't get the overall there, and then all the rest except for the last two rounds, I didn't win. Because I wrapped it up at Washugo, and I kind of like rolled off the throttle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of <laughs> rolled on the Coors Lights type of situation. Nah, I just lost a little focus there. It's no, hard. I didn't lose focus. I don't know what happened. Was, it's hard for that drive. Like, how often do you see guys win? And it's just like, it's yeah. hard for them to come out and just. Yeah, it's like I didn't even realize I wrapped it up at Washugo until the time. You know, it just happened. I'm like, didn't know I could have done it. It's kind of weird, you know. And then Wyndham, I think, got me the last um, last two rounds. Mm. I think it was uh, mm-hmm. Steel City and whatever else was before then. Probably, and, uh, Bing- probably Binghamton. Binghamton, my yeah. favorite track. Yeah. Yeah, me so too. how how good were those factory Honda 125s? Yeah, pretty amazing. Best and bike, was, best bike you've ever ridden. If you had to yeah. choose a favorite bike, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everything. The motor from chassis to you name it. Everything was just. I mean, you bitching. could. I was at. I would start in first gear. I mean, it had a longer first gear. I mean, it was only, I mean, the thing was too perfect. You know. Mm. And now I think the level playing level back then it might have been here. You know, now everything's kind of like tightened yeah, up, stabilized. You know? yeah. yeah, but they did their homework. Like you're, you know, talking about cone pipes and how long it takes to build, and you know, you work on that and you go try it one time and it's no good. I mean, Cliff White was the same way. We didn't, Japan didn't do the motors. Cliff did our motor, my motor, hmm. and Henry too, at the time when he was racing 125, and he would spend so much time, but it was you could never beat it. But he, we'd always test, you know. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it, it was good bike. Yeah, it seemed like it. I mean, watching that thing pole, man. Well, it had its golden years, you know, because it was obviously Doug and then yourself. So if you look just as a yeah. in that one twenty five outdoor class, I mean, they had a run there. Yeah, that was the one. You were always stretched out on that bike too. I remember just always arms straight and just wide open. And the yellow chest protector. Yeah. Yeah, chest protection. Lampson no on the what. back. Lampson, big, six. big <laughs> Lampson on the back. That's his last name. Yeah, That's why. is that his last name? <laughs> yeah. Is that <laughs> what it said? Um, all right, so 96, that was the year you went uh, and did the Motocross of Nations with uh, Fro and Jeremy as well, right? Yeah. Yerez. So Yerez. Yep. You, you made history that day, according to Wikipedia. Um, 
first guy to win an overall in that class, right? 125, 500. Is that right? Didn't you pass Fro on yeah. his 500 in, yeah. in that moto mm-hmm. to win it? I yeah, I watching had to, that. I had Tortelli. Yeah. Because it was, I went the year before to Slovakia. We did. That's where I said I thought, did, <clears throat> did Tortelli win there in the 125? He I, may, I think he did. Yeah, because I was. I was pissed because I came over, just won the championship. Yeah, and we went favorite, straight from huh? there. And then these two guys, I remember Tortelli. I didn't know who the guy was. And I said, why is this like guy in excuse my Hawks language. Hawksbow gear. Yeah, you can say pajamas. whatever you want, yeah. <clears throat> This guy in pajamas just beat me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like pajamas. I'm like, that Hawksbow gear? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, some guy in pajamas just kicked my ass. And Everts was riding 125 that year. But I would I was third each moto in the one twenty like if you yeah when was, it was we were always together but we're I, I couldn't catch him like, was that the year but when he he didn't beat all the five all the five hundreds <coughs> as well right no and that's I, what you did he won the one twenty five class he didn't win oh that the in, combined in ninety five yeah oh yeah no he didn't win combined yeah right I, I got you maybe he won so you beat everyone is what I'm saying yeah he won the yeah, yeah yeah and Jerez yeah the ninety yeah. six yeah. I mean, was, yeah, Fro was the last one. There. Was 95, you said you were there, was 95 the year when Nickel and Rhino collided on yeah. the uphill and that cost the U.S.? Mm-hmm. And then the red flag for the malfunction of the gate. Mm-hmm. Also, Smets hit it. Mm. That screwed us up? U.S. up? Yeah, they said it was the gate's fault. And, you know, because Smets said we'd have had it one, I think. I'm not, all the pressure was off me, even though I didn't, I went, didn't win the do the best I could have but they were the last moto and mm. I remember the them crashing together on the hill yep. or whatnot, and then the gate they red flagged it because Smets yeah he hit it and then they're probably like oh we're gonna red flag this one mm. God, so but it, maybe it was the gate I don't yeah. know they were making up so how how does that uh, <laughs> motocross of nations experience stand out for you like where does that rank with you that ranks with the championship yeah yeah, that was I a mean, bitching track, huh? It was cool. The dirt was kind of a bit of an orangey loam, minimal rocks, just overlooking the the road race track. Beautiful what, place. What yeah. were your starts like there? I mean, like how many guys did you have to pass? Do you remember? Yeah, I was mid pack. Yeah, he had time. to come through yeah. <laughs> against five hundreds. Yeah, but it was weird. You could just like work it, hold it know? wide open. Yeah, and you could manual it. I mean, I kind of remember. I know. Like just I just rode, rode by Rhino up the hill. You know, really five hundreds just probably yeah, a handful. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like manual, just keeping the back wheel on the ground and track. Huh. But yeah, it was that track was pretty neat. Well, they they were pissed. I, I think you know, like they had that big jump, uh, like a quad or whatnot down the hill. Quad downhill. Yeah, and they you were, did it on the one twenty five, right? Yeah. So they said after practice, they were bitching. I remember Everett was over there, all these guys, and they're like, "This isn't safe," you know. So I don't know how we got away with it, but being on our side is U.S. But the promoter goes, okay, I'll take care of it. So they're all excited, and they just bowed the two in the middle down and left the other one. <laughs> now it's just a double, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now you can flatland. Yeah. yeah. Smets was pissed off. I remember <clears throat> he straight up came up to me after uh, our podium thing or whatnot, and he goes, I didn't know I'm riding super cross designations or something like that. And I'm like, okay. You call Smets that said that? Yes. I could never forget it. Did you say, I didn't build the track? 
Yeah, I go. That's far from Supercross track, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you think that's Supercross, <laughs> yeah. there, Sandmaster. This is just some jumps with yeah, good ruts and yeah. that I, was neat track. I went to Europe the following year, and I was riding for Harry Everts, and we did a lot of testing and and off, you know the winter training down in in Spain, mm-hmm. and we went there, and it was a f- right after donations. And I remember I was like, wow, we're at this track, and oh, it was so yeah. amazing. Ferrari had rented the F1 track. I was mind blown, but I remember when we went there. That one thing I had in my mind, my dad's like, you're going to jump that quad? And I was like, well, Lampson did it on a 125. I, I, maybe I can. And I was so obsessed. <laughs> the first time I did, I went from off the track, and I think I actually flattered it. Oh, I bet. Because yeah. I was just full panicked. But it was just like I had to do it. But It was big. I remember. On a 125, when you actually flow on the track with, it, with some ruts and that, it is pretty gnarly because you're hitting it wide open, and I think you were even pulling at the end to get the yeah. extra lift. Yeah, because it just dropped. But it blo- it's blind. And, and you so were doing heel clickers off it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course he did. The only trick I could do. You did it well, though. <laughs> little terra firma action. See, yeah. Yeah. And, you wa- <laughs> and you wonder why somebody comes up to you upset about you doing the jump. You're like yeah. passing 500s doing heel clickers. Yeah, that didn't go over too well. I did see a bike in practice with no front end that. The pingree style. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it orange? It was. <laughs> TM. Oh, okay. The front end okay. was laying in separate. Well, in those times, you also... happens once in a while. If you look, like, at times, it was like Kajiva. And, you know, like in Europe, they have a lot, they had a lot of brands at times in yeah, the series. True. Yeah, they did. Were the, were the Spanish fans pretty wild? I mean, is it, like, uh, on par with Italians and, you know, other places in Europe? Yeah, it seemed like it. I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. If I recall, yeah, it was pretty. Uh, Many Italians. I mean, Saparides, you can't beat that place. That place was insane. <clears throat> I wish Did I you ever race no, there? I never got to. He stopped doing it before. Yeah, I, that was pretty cool. Everyone that goes, Button used to just go on and on about it when we were growing up racing. Oh, but, how cool yeah. it was. I remember a Button story there. Yeah. Oh, was it at the nightclub? No, it, it, no. it actually, you guys probably <laughs> thought it was a really good story, but it, <clears throat> I could just remember this because he was so pissed off because he, he decided to bring all this stuff. For some reason, his passport, all this money, everything to the track, and then they give us these trailers changing. So, long story short, what happens? The guy steals his gear bag with all passport, everything, oh. all of his money. He had a bunch of cash, and then I remember Mike Craig was like selling all this stuff after the race, <laughs> and this guy is over there just, just U.S. money, just handing it out, and Bud's like, "That's my money, and he's got my stuff," you know. And I mean, I never forget it. the guy sitting there in his gear at the dinner. You know, he didn't have no clothes, he didn't have nothing. <laughs> Wow. All of it gone. I don't remember how he got home. <laughs> He's like, hey, Not guys, easily, could you give yeah. me that check now so I could cash it and buy myself oh, some undies? Oh, we, when he was, we had him on the show, and my favorite story of him, I don't think it was Sabri, is somewhere in Europe, though. He went out, and this, there was this transvestite Ooh. dancer out there, and he starts hooking up with her because he said she was hot. It was a club, you know, dim lit. <laughs> and the bartender's like trying to wave him off, like, no, no, you know. Anyway, he made out with this dude for a little while <laughs> before he figured it out. Oh, oh just blown out, buddies. Yeah. Ouch. It's yeah. my favorite Jimmy story. Jimmy, you got to be laughing right now. He's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 97, uh, still with Honda. You signed another deal, another year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was by myself. No, no, that was still McGrath. Well, because Jeremy, had, no, Jeremy left that year. 97 is when he went to Suzuki. Oh, that's right. So... So, and let's talk about that a little bit, because you guys had done testing on that 97 CR250, first year of the aluminum frame, and it was good. I remember preseason stuff, pre-production, you guys were like, yeah, no, no, it's good, it's good. Yeah. And then the bike showed up that you 
format to race, and it's yeah, it was a whole different deal. Yeah, definitely was not good. Well, part of the problem was when we'd go to Japan, <clears throat> I think the year prior, or if it was that year or whatnot, we rode that bike. It might have been like the year before it even really, you know. Yeah, was, pre-production stuff. Out. Yeah, and, and we both rode it, and it was like badass. Like, this thing's good, but we couldn't jump it. They're like, oh, flatland? No, 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 because they break the frame. Because they need that's what happened is I think they had to the geometry oh, was engineer good. it to make it work yeah and then that they killed start, it you know how they do their endurance testing I mean mm-hmm. that's why they're their quality you know mm-hmm. but they broke 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 so build you know more and more so over engineer engineer yeah the geometry of the bike I think the the turning if you took all the stiffness out of it and just the it was bitching <clears throat> but then when they beefed it up I mean it was just rigid frame Harley pretty much <laughs> it was like you could if it was straight line like whoops or like chop in, in the track i mean if you stayed straight it was good but if you ever had to like turn and hit stuff i mean it was like you're just gonna not good it's yeah. just like a strut you know it didn't handle good i remember riding that thing a little bit and the vibration oh yeah <clears throat> they must have had to like really do i mean we were surprised like when we went and did those japan races and we were on that bike and it was so bad I mean, it was horrible. I think it was to- Tokyo. I mean, we rode Osaka the week before, and we're like, we got to do something. This, ain't, this is not good. What did it's you tell him? Grab. You were passing this along to him, right? Like, <clears throat> Yeah, we, tr- we tried all week to make it better, you know, but we're just messing with linkages and, yeah. and shock height and all this stuff, you know, but it didn't solve the problem. And then both of us are laid up. We were in race. You know, the mm-hmm. last one, we were stitched up, stitch factory. He did his chin. What happened to you? That's when I when hit Rhino. Rhino, oh, yeah, yeah. almost hand. died. With oh, Rhino. your hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sprocket. So I remember when you guys like putting foam in the frame and like you have there was all these tricks to try to deaden the vibration yeah. and you know you know by the time that I went and raced it, you know it wasn't too too bad. You know, I mean, I did opening rounds. I did. It <clears throat> pretty decent, like at Coliseum and stuff. That's when McGrath and yeah. I had gotten. Yeah, well, and so talk about that. Jeremy left for a couple of different reasons, but that bike was definitely part of it. He did not like it. No, he, no, I he think he saw the writing on the wall with yeah, the bike. He did. Um, but then you guys, was there bad blood when he left between you two? No, there was not one. And I, I can't imagine that there that Honda said anything to you like, "Hey, go out there and dick with Jeremy." Like, no, they wouldn't. I do mean, that. I straight up tell you, like, yeah. You know, I mean, if it did happen, I would like, I would be kind of pumped to tell you guys, "Oh yeah, they forget pay me eight hundred grand to take him out or yeah. something." <clears throat> or my bank whatever. account would look a lot better right now. Yeah, right. But no, they never mentioned one word about anything. You know, it was just, and so, it was like I was the lone guy there. I mean, I think Sheik was on the team, maybe. He was the 125 guy, yeah. I, know, I, I was the only guy at that race. I know that, you know, the yeah. haunted thing. But but the bike, I mean, it was okay, you know. Yeah, you guys had gotten it decent, decent. but it still wasn't great, you know. Yeah. And it was just the hype of the first of the year, and I was, I was decent. So did, you had two run-ins with him, right? <coughs> well, it was the, fir- the first turn. First turn. And then, like, two turns later. Yeah. Right. Did <laughs> so you, what happened? I mean, I don't remember. Did, didn't first you stuff him or something? Oh, rock, yeah, I did one, of, did one of the rhino moves on him, like, when I got Rhino, but it was another desperate little moment and lost my mind. So, well, the whole first, first of all, I beat him in the heat race. Things were good. And then the main event, I mean, uh, I didn't run into him. I didn't even know I ran into him in the first turn. Yeah. yeah. Somebody in high side, you know? First turn, first turn. So, yeah. right away. When you watch that, that was just, to me, that was a bunch of eager guys around <clears throat> one going for the whole shot. Yeah. And it went down and had a 90 yeah. back. And I was, 
always the inside guy, and I clipped here and then mm-hmm. got ran over by yeah. a million guys. And I get up, and I don't know where my bike's at, and Jeremy's trying to drag it up the little camel back there. You know, it was stuck in his back wheel. Uh, so I yeah. think he would have probably hole-shotted. Mm. And, uh, and it, basically my handlebars in his wheel and he just finally gets it out i'm trying to pick myself up and i get on my bike he's took off you know and i go like one turn later coming back before the parasol and he's on the ground like he just did a flop over (laughs) so he as i go by he's dudes are already they're not even one lap into the race yeah these guys are all checked out so I go by him, and he gets up, like, right behind me, you know. And we go up to the peristyle, and he was screaming, F or F, F, buck, buck. I'm like, oh, really? Uh-oh. Something's going to happen here, you know. <clears throat> and I'm still in front of him, you know, because you're just, like, idling at the yeah. top and then come back down. And, and I remember turning, and he, like, doubled out of there. It's just mm. like a real tight thing. And, step up and all I remember is hearing the bike revving in the air, and he landed, like, right by my head. Like, it was, like pretty desperate move you know so i lost my mind then and we get on this the regular rhythm straight away of the triple and i'm behind him now so i'm like just want him and then in the air i mean i'm wide open hit the ground turn double normal double into a bowl turn yeah out and i doubled in one of the insiders and landed like almost on in the corner Mm -hmm. front brake and i couldn't stop like Hit him pretty good, <laughs> and it didn't right. help that I hit it, him. <clears throat> I mean, it was it wasn't right what I did, but it was just out of like heat adrenaline. of the moment. Too. Yeah, heat of the moment. I yeah. But all the other stuff that happened prior, I mean, there none of that. Yeah, I, mean, it, I didn't take him out in the first turn because I got wanted to get paid. So ha- had he not been screaming at you and then and then jumped right yeah, out, right so next yeah, to I you, lost you, my mind. Then yeah, you wouldn't get, have done that, right? So like it no, was, I wouldn't have been that. that. I wouldn't have been that desperate to try to get him back. I thought I was going to be able to like jump and put your bike in the way. Yeah, yeah. but it, I jumped and yeah. And then gotcha. when I hit him, he whisked, he throttled it <laughs> into the freaking. It yeah. was a battle. Yeah, even too. Jeremy whiskey throttles. <laughs> well, so they they didn't have that on TV because I went and tried I to know, find that second bummer. crash and I couldn't I wish find they did. it. Yeah, so because I, mean, I wanted it, to see what it looked like and I couldn't find it. I mean, I got him pretty good, but it wasn't. It was kind of like the friend still, like a mercy. Yeah. You went in, in a way. to make a pass. It didn't work out. And it, I hit him. I mean, I got him good. Mm. Did you guys ever talk afterwards? Uh, kind of, yeah. Well, he wanted to, we wanted to go at it. Well, he was <clears throat> wanting to get, it, get in my face for sure, you know? Yeah. At the race, right, right then, you know? Oh, yeah. But okay. it was a mess because that escalated into... Messed with my head a bit, you know, I think, mm. there on after because I had people wanting to fight me, you know, in the pits, mm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. getting rowdy. Jeremy fans that were just Yeah, pissed. yeah, because yeah. he came up, and I'm like, you know, after the race, talking to Gosser, pushing the bike through the pits, and he comes up and trying to get in my face, so I went over to his rig, you know, semi, and I go, let's go, let's go talk about this now, but he didn't want to talk, you know, so, mm. but then all the other shit that came after that. I talked to him during the week. You did? After that, yeah. You guys smoothed it out a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's old Jack McGrath, I mean, he was always yeah, yeah, talking. But Most dads do. Yeah. I it went into the next week, too, though. I oh. had people in the pits stopping me, an old lady yelling at me, <laughs> like, God knows what you did. And I'm like, 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting hit every which way. You yeah. messed with the king, man. Yeah. Yeah, right? If you'd have done it, anybody else, it would have been like, no big deal. They'd have been uh, cheering you on, probably. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, it wasn't Kill people. It was crazy, though. I mean, there's nothing out of the ordinary. I just misjudged the front break a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think it was just all of the drama that happened with him leaving last minute, and then, yeah, then you're the sole all, Honda guy. Yeah, it all fell into place. It was like maybe looked a little fictitious. Did you ever clear the air like years later or anything? Oh, yeah. You guys are good now. Yeah, yeah, we're fine now. All right. I think. No, we are. <laughs> I think so. I think we are. Well, we rode on the same team years later. Or oh, Chaparral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two years later. Yeah. Okay. I think we were good then. So the rest of that Supercross season, how did that go? I don't think it went very well. <laughs> no, okay. Because <laughs> I just, I struggled with the bike a bit. Yeah. You know, I kind of like gotten out of the groove, I should say. And what know? were they saying about the bike? You're, are you still going, hey, man, like it's not, it's too rigid? It's... Yeah, I mean, it. we would, there was, I can't recall exactly, but I mean, we were always trying something, you know, different swing arms, linkages, all kinds of stuff, you know, but we just never could get it. Like I say, it wasn't bad. I mean, for me to go out and, first race and win heat race and all that kind of stuff yeah. it can't be that bad but yeah. there were situations on certain tracks that it just was not that good you know all the little small chatter and stuff yeah. you just feel everything huh yeah that yeah. and like i said anything turning like any, any of that stuff it was bad yeah bad. Hmm. all in all another year uh okay so you raced 125s again that year outdoors right yeah that didn't go very well did you crash at gainesville because you landed on me. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. See how crooked that pinky finger is? This show is all about... Ping wants to talk about how you landed on him. No, listen. You ruined his career. We dropped... How do you sleep at... God knows what you did. I don't know if you oh, crashed. I, know. I don't know what happened. This is what I'm saying. I uh, think I know what you're talking after about. After the start, you dropped down, and it, it swept right, and then it kind of went up a little hill. There was like a little step up or something. It was a long time ago, but... I was on the far left side of the oh, track. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember, remember watching that. And you jumped next crash. to no, me. No, he didn't crash. You he didn't crash? You. Was that yeah, right? you go a little bit wide, and then you turn, and I think there was another downhill afterwards. There was like a 180 afterwards. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just know I saw your Honda smash my hand. <laughs> I don't know what happened to you, but I... I didn't crash. No. You didn't Sorry. crash. <laughs> Sorry you, about your finger. Was it bad, no? Well, I had to have pins in it and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know. All right. <laughs> well, look, I didn't get a T-bone after that. <laughs> No, you're all good. It was like it was crowded. I, it first lap, yeah, it was I the first been, lap. Yeah. It was carnage. Yeah. I just didn't know what ever happened to you. Moral of the story is so jump I the do, jumps. That's that's crazy. You said that because now I remember. I knew this show would bring back like, memories. <laughs> like oh yeah, well yeah, because for me because I remember stuff. what this was when I was watching getting all the the VHSs at the end of the season and watching all the races. So <laughs> bar to bar, and so that year did Ricky. Ricky won. Oh man, that's right. Did he win Gainesville? Uh, I, I think so. That year. I oh, think he Gainesville. won his first race. Okay, I I went one something. I won the first moto, and he was all over me. I remember. I was like, man, this kid. I think he won I, the overall though. Didn't he, he did, yeah. Because I remember second moto, I was either something happened to me. I maybe I thought, said I was sick or something, but I pulled the anchor out for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then he just kept going, man. That kid. Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> Mitch would. They were trying. They had one thing. In their mind, like just get in my head. I remember. And oh they yeah, did, they did a little shit. Doing what? <laughs> every practice, every race, he would always find me on the track. He would, you know, I don't think it was time back then or not. I don't know, but he would it always some, somehow or another. He, I would there. He is. He's trying to run me down again. You know, and I'm just 
doing little Minding your business, you know, yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, God dang it. Every time, like more than once a session, I'm in heated all over it, you know. I got him at Glen Helen, though. Yeah, I think he broke his rib almost because we were going up the long uphill, and it was smooth in practice, one of the big ones, and he's coming up next to me like this, you know. And we were, like, elbowing. And I, in practice? Yeah. Okay. And I got him so good, like, in the gut right here. And I remember him telling me, he goes, dude, I think you broke my rib. <laughs> I did. Well, don't. Don't mess with me, Don't please. dick with me in practice. But, man. I mean, he was smart, though. Yeah. I give him respect. I mean, that's why I think all the – that year, I mean, I had respect for him. I mean, the kid was going fast. He was and I never, most people would want to be an ass and F him, you know, but I always, like, give it to him, you know. And yeah. he says to this day, like, he goes, man, I never had anybody ever be like that before in the racing, you know. Mm. I says, well, shit, what else am I going to do, be a dick? Asshole to you? No, I'm not going to, that's not me, you know. Yeah. I hated getting beat by him. I said, I wanted to freaking break all your ribs chubby little he was just a chubby little bastard his jersey would come untucked uh, he looked yeah. like a mess but he was 70 so fast number 70 yeah, yeah. Yep, so 70, you wound up second that season then i assume yeah i don't even really i mm. must have a i'm not too sure i'm not sure i might may have gotten some injuries i remember possibly okay collarbone i think maybe mm. it escalated on there more stuff all right. Well, that was the start of the Carmichael era. Yeah, um, real Ricky. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, this is your Troy Lee Designs timeout. We'll be right back with more Steve Lampson. Stay tuned. I want to introduce you guys to PowerDot, a wireless muscle stim unit that is controlled by an app on your phone. It's incredibly simple. This is something I've used for a little over a year now to help with arm pump and nagging injuries, and I've had amazing results with it. They recently worked with Adam Cianciarillo to help rehab his knee after surgery. He had an ACL replaced. And after talking to him, he's, it's something he swears by. He's adamant that this is the one thing that got him back on the bike quicker and got him healthy. So if you have any muscle pain, any nagging injuries, or you want to recover the best way possible, head over to powerdot.com forward slash whiskey throttle for a chance to win a free unit or get 20% off your next purchase. That's powerdot.com forward slash whiskey throttle for 20% off and a chance to win. You can thank me later. Hey guys, welcome back to the Whiskey Throttle Show. That was the TLD timeout. Get over to TroyLeeDesigns.com and check out all of the helmets, gear, mountain bike stuff, paint, anything you want. They got you covered over there. And uh, I want to also mention something they've got coming up. Saturday, November 23rd, if you are in the Southern California area, there's a cool event going on at TLD Laguna. Uh, it's basically um, a bunch of legends, Troy Lee Designs legends night, they're calling it. Uh, Scott Russell, Jeff Ward, Jeremy McGrath, Jake Zemke, Chris Fillmore, kind of from all types of racing, a uh, couple of car racers that are maybes at this point, but uh, they're all going to be on hand and signing different artwork that Troy's done. And it's you can buy prints of these different uh, artworks that he has done and some of his other TLD guys. So some really cool uh graphics that you can get down there, you know, prints of these photos of these uh, works of art. So, and then you can get them signed by all those athletes that I mentioned. So should be a pretty cool deal. If you're in the area that is Saturday, November 23rd, you can get on TroyLeeDesigns.com and check that out. They've got all the details there. And now back to our guy, Steve Lampson. Hey, speaking of TLD, <laughs> look what they rounded up. 
Check that action out. It even has Lampson on the back. Yeah, Don't it has because his last name's Lampson. Yeah, yeah. You can tell I it's Steve Lampson. I didn't know who it was because of the name. I didn't yeah. know who it was. The old wing. Is I this '97? Oh no! Do you know? That's, that's before. Oh, because before? I had. Um, I think. Uh, Look at that bucket, man! Like it's got a little scuff on the top. Yeah, that might even be like a '95-ish, huh? Yeah, I'm thinking it would have to be. Yeah, it looks like you went in pretty good. '95. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, one eight hundred collect. So yeah, ninety five or ninety six. Then it would have been because you got one eight hundred collect. It was only those. Oh, couple that's right. Years, yeah, huh? that's right. Yeah, uh, ninety six. I had the non bolt up on the front. Oh, okay. It was a solid. So it had to have been prior. Yeah, yeah. That's when I've got my old uh, bell helmets <laughs> from the TLD days, and man, they were just helmets were round. There wasn't that much padding. Stiff like hump. they were not that good. It's crazy. No, huh? It's crazy. We didn't even, get hurt. Even worse. looking inside, yeah. No wonder you can't remember, remember all your results. <laughs> <laughs> you somebody, what do you mean, like, somebody does that and you got a concussion. Uh, yeah, no. I think now at least, at least look at the inside. It's all coming out. I've been, going, I've been going through all my old helmets and stuff and the same thing. Pretty I put sweet. one yeah. on and I like, he I come like out, what yeah. the freaking A? Yeah. That's time. That was like my M2R helmets. I went and put one on the other day. I took it off. It looked like I was still wearing it. There was just foam everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one thing. Oh, man, that thing is really good. That is one thing that I will say <laughs> has really come a long ways is helmet safety. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, and monitoring. And when you do crash, you yeah. don't go back out yeah. there. You know how many times we must have went and raced and we probably shouldn't have been out there? I got, I got cleared in, when I was a kid in South Africa. I got knocked out. First corner, first motor. They did the thing. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> I said, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And they're like, yep. Second motor, gate drop, went. Just first turn went through like the trees. I just went. I was on the wrong... Lane going the wrong way on the track. Just not didn't know where everyone went. Didn't know where the track was. Didn't know where I was. Oh man! I don't know why I'm. And I got cleared to ride. That's not funny at all. I know it's it's funny to look back now, but I got cleared to ride by a trained medical staff. Yeah. Yeah. No, he said he's fine. No, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Where'd well, they get trained? Out in the bush somewhere? Pretty much. Yeah. I did that in um, Troy, Ohio, one time. Like, did it. Got a dinger? Did a good one in practice, and oh, man, I thought I was good to go. But nobody ever knew. I mean, they didn't test you or nothing. Yeah. But I was, like, passing out during the race. I'd Blacking out? Took over, had to take a nap. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. That's scary. That's not good. Yeah, man. I started seeing black and all this stuff, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. Passed out. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really important. I mean, look at, like, what just happened to Mickey Diamond. <clears throat> you get a small bleed inside your, your skull. It, it'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, you got to be really careful. We 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 needed to get better at that. Yeah, for sure. Especially at Troy, man. You had to be. There were some was, big jumps at Troy. Yeah, it was hot too. I remember it was like, yeah. Troy was always hot. I mean, I, I think I only went there one year, but it was freaking hot. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's jump back in here with your career starting in '98. Um. You kind of, as far as your results go, seemed like it tapered a bit at night from 98 on for a little while. Yeah, oh yeah. What did you, where'd you go in 98? I was, um, I was at Honda, and that was my last year. 98 was? Yeah. Okay. And, um, I didn't have too good of a year, I don't believe there, you know, either. Um, <clears throat> I think I had a injury, I did my collarbone testing, mm. the aluminum frame 125. Mm. I remember Glenn Hell and I just tested and broke my clavicle pretty bad, and then it, that never healed, so I almost went like a year where it never mended back up. So I was just, it oh, almost wow. just ruined basically six months over, you know, 
Mm. Right, maybe more like almost about a year. Because the, the, the bone died. They didn't suggest pinning it. No, not in the beginning. You know, I, I went to normal doctors I've seen in SoCal, and um, you know, it was broke. And he goes, "Oh, you'll be all right." You know, and never healed. Oh man! Like it, it was like um, shoot, like a probably um, months and months, and every time I'd hit hard, I'd be, "Oh man, it hurts really bad." You know. So long story short, I went back, and the bone was like dead because it was doing nothing. Yeah. So they had to cut the bone off, and then the, like reattach mm. it, and then plate it. It's all, it's all good now? Yeah. Jeez. Well, but, yeah, just little shit like that that really, then thumb surgery, you know, just bent, fall over. Like, yeah, you tear freaking, the ligaments in there. Yeah, and just the dumbest little fall. The worst when you ride is it's always in there, and <clears throat> thumbs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They'll just never That heal. was the, well, the dumbest little thing. I can tell you, you didn't miss much in 98 on that 125, because I was riding for FMF Honda that year. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you and I could pretty much get off the side and run as fast as that bike would go. Yeah, they were pretty bad. In fact, the last time I saw my cooker, uh, he came to a show we had at Laguna Beach. And he goes, hey, uh, yeah, I apologize about that year because <laughs> he was doing the motors at Honda for him. He stepped in at a horrible time. Huh? He did. He just got handed a, a kind of a turd. It you, handled great because yeah, it, it was making like lawnmower or horse car. Say, yeah. Usually things without power handle very well. <laughs> you can't get fast enough to get it going. That's right. You were in that red and yellow gear that year, right? Yeah, I actually got a yeah, third red at, and yellow? at Glen Helen that year. It was red and yellow. He had It was like red, and then the sleeves were yellow. It was, it was like that retro. We that, did like right. the uh, Elsinore yeah. retro look. Yeah. yeah. Repainted the pipes red. And That's right. It actually looked pretty pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, 98 was a really stellar year. Kind of just missed a lot of it with injuries and random stuff. Yeah. I was. I don't know what it was. You know, once you get off your, you never, I was Confidence just going down, you know, the bikes didn't feel good on, you know, injuries and just never really rebounded too good, you know. It happens. Yeah, that, and we talk about it all the time on here. It's like you're, you know, those couple of seasons when you're winning, your confidence was so high, right? Your bike's good, you're fit, like everything's good. And it just crumbles. You get on a bike where it's like, eh, you get a couple injuries, and man, it can snowball the other way quick. Most definitely so. can. Um, so within 98 was kind of a write-off. What about 99? Yeah, well, obviously, with those results in 98, I mean, I was down with Honda. They yeah. They were like, I mean, they were cool, but they, was, they don't have anything for you. So um, Pretty good run there, though. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm not complaining. I mean, it was yeah. some good years, for sure, and you take your good with the bad, you know. And, um, and then 99 moved on to that Chaparral. That was Chaparral, back, yeah. Back with okay. McGrath. And he was on a different program. He had, like, Yamaha was yeah, doing his bike stuff. Mine was in house, you know. So I mean, it was still okay. Bike was good. Kit suspension. It was okay. All right. Did you ever ride his bike? Did you ever get to ride it? No, no. no. They would never. Secretive. Yeah, I don't know. I never got offered to, to ride his bike, but I didn't want to either because I'm not going to get it. You know. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that that's a double edged sword. You're like, I want to ride it. <clears throat> then the worst thing would be you ride and you go, oh my god, it's so much now I gotta ride this oh, piece of shit because that's here. really gonna yeah. mess with you. I don't think my bike was too bad though. I mean, it was okay. I think those Yamahas were good. Yeah, uh, at the, like I think it was more me myself. I, I didn't for some reason I didn't gel with that whole team and I mm. never felt comfortable with anything there. I don't know why. Mm. You know, wasn't there a, didn't like Jeremy have even like separate food in the truck and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, kind he, of a weird deal. Kind of, yeah. Really? As I remember, he was, yeah, it was kind of... They would buy food for Jeremy, but you had to buy your own or something like that? Yeah, it would, you know, 
I hit my head a few times, but yeah. I don't remember anything. Well, we were... I remember it was a little strange there, though. Yeah. I never felt comfortable. No. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um, they had a cooler that marked Jeremy only. Oh, don't, on it no, don't touch that thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Shocked. Yeah, you get shot. Oh. Yeah. Jack McGrath would be up with a stun gun if he got me a couple times. No. <laughs> no. It was, an, it just didn't really go that well. You know? All right. So let's write that year off. Yeah, I 2000. Think. You did a little kind of comeback of sorts on your own, though. Yeah. You know what? I was really. At my like low in the end of '99, I was like seriously considering just being done because I was looking for a ride and I, there was nothing, mm. and I had shitty results. Everybody's probably like, "Okay, he's done," you know. And in my mind, I might maybe I'm done, you know. Yeah. So, but I kind of like re got fired up, you know, and and started looking to maybe go to Europe. And I had a deal floating over there, but never in front of me again, you know, like. Contracts, just talk. Are, t- yeah. contracts here, but they're buying their time yeah. probably for somebody else. And then finally, I just gave up on that. And then uh, that seems like that would have been a really good fit for you. Yeah, yeah. You it, it was it was through a Yamaha team over there too, um, but it just never panned out. So then I I was like, now what? You know. And then Honda, they called up or something. I can't remember what exactly it was, but I remember Bruce Ogilvy. He was. That had that XR650, new frame, I think back in that day, mm-hmm. or some new bike. So he's like, hey, you want to do Elsinore Grand Prix? And I'm like, yeah. And I think at the time, maybe Honda gave me a 450 just to ride. Just not saying I'm riding for them, but just keep me kind of occupied. Yeah. They were cool. So I go, yeah, I'll ride that 650. So I did. I busted my ass on the thing. Oh, and this did. is... All at the same time when this is going on, I went from maybe going to Europe, and then I started organizing a Japan deal where I rode um, Japan Nationals. Okay. Which I go, okay, this this could be good on Hondas. Yeah. So all in the same day, like I go out there and race this bike for Bruce Ogilvy. I ride it like a two-stroke is the tank. So I busted my but pretty good on it. Like broke my talus and my ankle, you know, the below oh, your yeah. shattered it on that thing. And no sooner got home from that race, you know, just loaded me up, took me to the house, get a phone call from the main guy in Japan, said deals off, no Japan national and no more U.S. riders can race there in that Oh, that was when the rule switched. Yeah. So I was like thinking, okay, I got a pretty sick deal going here. I can over there i can test maybe here you know for honda yeah make some big money over there just fly over there and do those races but well, like that chicken, all went chicken that made it mm-hmm. he got a few good years in lewis, lewis did that mm-hmm. yeah big so. money so that that all fell completely through all at the same time like and even the european deal you know like everything just, just went, went quiet i'm just like i'm screwed and then i looked the ankle you got to fuse it and i went to dr ting and he, he fixed it but it's it, I thought I was done. That, mm-hmm. That's when I was thought, okay, I'm done racing. Mm-hmm. Shit went south. So you kind of took the winter to get healthy and... Yeah, and I was didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to quit. You know, not just quit, quit, but yeah, maybe call it quits. So know. how did this deal come together in 2000 then? You know what? Um, I guess the, the guy that kind of inspired me more than anybody was like Cliff White. Like I, I know a lot of people, you know, didn't get along with Cliff or Cliff's just quiet, but... We were all pretty tight, you know, and um, he told me, he goes, hey, we'll help you out, 
give you good equipment and put your deal together. And um, factory connection, Ziggy mm. said the same because he did it with LaRocco that time, you know. And mine would be a much lower level, you know, but. But it was a solid. Yeah, so I started base. thinking about it. And then as that Japan deal went away, Motor Roman, I don't know if you guys ever, this one guy, there's a company over there, Moto Roman, and Akira Narita rode for him. Okay. And that's who I was going to go ride Japan Nationals. That all fell through. So then, <coughs> so basically, they wanted to come over here and race Akira for the outdoors. And then it opened up where I used their truck. They paid for fuel. They paid the expenses. And he rode out of that truck with me. Uh, Akira and Narita. So we shared the outdoors in that truck. So I didn't have much cost. Hmm. The cost, I made money where it was just bringing in, yeah. you know, whatever. Worst Connection, Troy. Troy yeah. stepped yeah, up big that's right. time. Yeah. You yeah. were one of the first guys wearing the gear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Troy hooked it. Troy did a Hansons, lot. You have Hanson's Hanny and, yeah. and Ernie were wearing it too. You had Hanson's. You went afterwards. And you were running that little flag on your helmet that said Hanson's. Hanson's can. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hanson Energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Troy did help me out a lot on that. And then just all works connection and just all the little sponsors. And Well, and so what was neat about this is pretty rare. This doesn't happen a lot. You came out, one Hangtown, yeah. which was the opener that year. I remember the crowd then, going nuts. You could hear it even on the. I watched the video oh, it, I and I could hear the crowd around the track. They were yeah, that was a good me. one because I I seriously thought I was getting I was done. You know I'm not not racing no more, man. <laughs> so <laughs> pumped it kind of just put the pressure off everything. You know yeah. Was that like maybe one of your favorite wins? Yeah, it, it right up there. Yeah, you know and between you, Des Nations and then championship. And, yeah, I mean that that is but because individual I mean, wins because yeah. championships are championship. But yeah, you, you would right, say like right. that 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 that, that day. One. That yeah. certain day that, that felt was special. Because I worked them too, you know? Yeah. It actually, Glenn Helen was the opener. Oh, it was. And I got third. I whole shot both motos, I remember. And I, I think I got third overall. And then Do it you remember who won? Time. Was it Ron Ron that won the opener that year? It might have been. Or Volan. 2000. Volan was up there on. Uh, I remember 99. Him and. Bitches. In 99, him and. Donnie would look Ricky it up if he has any battled. kind of producer over there. Come That's on. That's when. Uh, I'll look at 99 Volan was on the Honda. Ricky's on Cowie. And they battled, and then talent yeah. slid out. Yeah, I'm trying right. to think in 2000. I feel I want to say oh. Ron Carter. It not? was, it was because he was on fire at Hangtown too. Yeah, but he didn't. He got tired. I know that because <laughs> it was hot that day. Because, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I think he did win the opening round. Or Pastrana was up there too. He was in the mix yeah, that I can't year. Remember. Donnie's gonna look it up for us. Yeah, Ron Carter won. Uh, Volan second, and Lammy third. Pastrana fourth. Okay. And where was uh, young David Pingree? Uh, let me see here. Let me go scroll, scroll down. Start from the bottom. Let me go down to the oh, bottom. Man. Let, me oh. let me keep going. Fourteenth? Uh, no, fifteenth. Oh, Chris Gossler in fifteenth. Uh, Brandis, uh, Preston in twentieth. Twenty-first. Shut your mouth. You, you, <laughs> yeah. you did. Was hey, that at Glen Helen? The bummer is. What happened? You got me? points in both motors. You got an eighteenth and nineteenth for twenty-first. <laughs> We're so wrong. You, you went backwards. Points. That you seems points. to happen at Glen Helen. Hey, uh, that that year in two thousand. We were filming together for your instructional video, so I filmed oh, that yeah, yeah. there at Hangtown when you won. So that was like perfect for me. That's yeah, li- right. little known fact: Donnie Bales, with his first turns films uh, company, has made instructional riding videos with all of us, all three of us. So and Albertine, and Albie, yeah, yeah. Hey, he did. Yeah, you're famous. I'm famous. You're famous. I'm bro. locally world famous. 
Hey, I'm still selling that video like hotcakes. <laughs> VHS. VHS. Yeah. Everybody wants Buy it. Buy a video, get a free VHS machine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, it's, 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 it's crushing it in Indonesia right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, the tape costs more than the machine now. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, man. Uh, I'm huge Good in times. Malaysia. Yeah. Micronesia. <laughs> Bang the dash is starting yeah. to take off as well. <laughs> Good times. All right. Um, so, after that, do you, yeah. What would you end up finishing that series overall? Oh, shoot. I'd not, I don't know overall. Because you, you, I led, about, out, you I, led like halfway through, yeah, right? Yeah, then I... Um, you, that, but knee. that was also when Travis sort of just really caught fire, right? Like halfway through 2000, yeah. roughly? Yeah, because he won. I remember he won the championship that year, right? Yeah, but yeah. he came from behind as well. Yeah, I remember probably Millville was my last round for some reason. I can't remember. So you get oh, my knee. Yeah, so you didn't I, finish the series then? No. I had to cut oh. her short. Hmm. Threw the talent early. <laughs> Same knees previously, or was um, this a different sort of issue? I think it was, it was different. Hmm. Had some meniscus or something. That's what we always joke. At one point, you have a bad knee. <laughs> then you do the other one. It's like, was that your bad knee? And you're like, what do you mean? They're both bad. Yeah. I well, don't have yeah. a good knee there's, a, there's, there's a bad and a badder. Yeah. yeah. I just got to start thinking about it for a second. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It was my, that's something to do with my knee, I believe. Mm. Or maybe shoulder. No. I don't know. So either way, you didn't finish the yeah, series. Yeah. Millville was my last round. So I had to pull the rings in and come home. Did you think you were in the running for that title then at one point? Oh, yeah. I would Especially, have to imagine you would have thought well, early like in the season. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because like Hangtown was freaking, or Glenn Helen started out good. I mean, everybody thought I was going to get do nothing, you know. And I came back there, and then Hangtown, I just... Pretty much well, I was came say, from like 20th each moto and just worked everybody. With, with, with third at round one and a win at round two, you probably were virtually at the points lead anyway. Yeah, I believe I, I think it probably was. And then, you know, I can't remember. You led points till around the I halfway remember, mark. Yeah, yeah. Unadilla, I remember I was there. So, I, yeah, I put a few rounds in. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So. Short, but. You got your knee fixed? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got. It. I think they just scoped it. It was pretty minor. Okay, so okay. nothing too dramatic. But now, at, at this point, obviously, season's over. You've already said you thought it might have been over before this. <laughs> Did you have that same feeling going in the end of two thousand? Going, is this it? Oh, is there no. anything? Do I have anything? No, no. Did the phone I, ring? Yeah, no. I had some stuff going on. You know, for definitely. I mean, I had. 180, you know, from what I felt like before. I mean, I would go, okay, I got, I got a little bit of control here. I'm going to go where I want. It was so, amazing just coming back and doing a good yeah, you know, half of the races, season yeah. and, and showing that you still got it opened up to where I went, you know. I mean, I had a deal with Honda, you know, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't racing full-time here. I believe it was um, do my own team again. Fund it, do all my own. They'll support me with bikes and then um, be a test rider for the four stroke and, you know, doing that stuff. Mm. Going to, I'd have to go to Japan a lot and test. Mm. So I had that on the plate and it was a 175 grand a year or something like that. Good money. But then I had to do my team too. So I could that either could make. cost a lot of money. Or, yeah. yeah, I could maybe make a little bit or probably not. No break know? even, yeah. So, and then the little Farachi. You know, Husqvarna, and they, yeah. they knocking on my door, and man, it was Did hard you, to turn probably down. Didn't, you probably didn't see that one coming, huh? 
Did you ever, did you, I mean, I'm, I bet you never <laughs> thought you'd be riding a Husky. No. After racing no, in really, the 90s yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, and remember, this is Husky before it was Husky. KTM Husky. It's, this is, this well, is, the, there was Husky, Husky and <laughs> then there was Husky, and then there's Husky. Back, yeah. back when it was still sewing machines and vacuum cleaners. Yeah. Well, they just put them together, and that's how they got a motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Coincidentally, they all make about the same horsepower on a dyno back then. Hey, so what was it? They wouldn't let you, like, the uh, uh, the owner would say, this are the settings on the bike, and you weren't allowed to change the settings or something like that? Oh, Faraji? Yeah. No, nah, he was good with me. Oh, he was? Hey, everybody else he was like that with. Really? <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, he was Preston. Pretty, Preston was your teammate. Yeah, Preston. Yeah. But we had, like, 20 of them or something like yeah. that. Uh, Preston. Um, there was a host McGavern, of guys for a while. Yeah, Brian. Oh, McGavin. Gossler. Jason Thomas. Jason Thomas. Oh man, G. Oh, uh, Damien Plotz. I don't know if this is all one year, but this is. These we had like six or seven. Yeah, I know that yeah. one time. So, how was the, that bike? <clears throat> well, and you rode two fifty Supercross one twenty five outdoor. That was the deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I wouldn't. They negotiated. We kind of negotiated on a contract on a price and everything. I go, okay, Holt, Ferrachi. I said, do I need to come out there and ride a bike? Because I'm not going to do it until I ride a bike. So he goes, no problem. He's in a, in a crate of race 125. And I think Dave Dye was my mechanic at the time. So he, <clears throat> we got it ready, took it out, and the thing was good. Yeah. But Didn't they have I, decent horsepower, though? Yeah, yeah. The, even the, the though, no matter how yeah. shitty anything was, they, their horsepower, they had good motors. Yeah. Okay. But maybe not reliable. Yeah. As so-so, but fast. Mm. And um, that bike that I, they sent out was amazing. Mm. And maybe I didn't give it a fair chance either. I should have really took it and Got beat it up. Yeah. But the power was good. Chassis felt good. I'm like, done deal. And Turn. I'm assuming the money was good. Yeah, it was like 250 a year. And they took care of everything else. So you that's, didn't that's bother. Money at that point. Yeah. You didn't, a two-year deal. You didn't bother riding the 250, though, beforehand? Or you just like, I'll just get through Supercross. And yeah, I was just looking at the number, kind of, you know. But yeah. I should have, you know. Well, how was I, that bike? When you got on the 250, it was terrifying. No, okay, <laughs> but the outdoors it was a handful. I mean, indoor was too a little bit. Motors great, both bikes. The motor the, had good horsepower, but the chassis was just not good. Mm. We had Marzocchi forks, like 50 millimeter on front, and um, sack shock. I mean, they, the best that it could be, you know. But they yeah. they weren't very reliable. I mean, I remember my practice bike. I would my pickup truck when I'd go ride and moto at Hangtown or whatever, wherever I was at, I would have to bring, like, a lot of parts or my day would be done. Jeez. Swing arms, you know. Oh, oh, swing arms broke. You know, just, you know. Stuff you wouldn't all. think of, huh? Yeah, no, no, not, not when you're riding Hondas all your life pretty much, you know, or anything else. You're like, no, bulletproof, you know. But then again, I mean, they tried hard. They put yeah. a big effort in. Yeah. And it was cool. Like, I went, I did go to over in Europe, <clears throat> preseason and they had a bike over there for me and the thing was amazingly handled good super cross motor was uh, like scary almost you know but good mm. and i made him start i had to, i said i'm not gonna race and the, i get that bike that bike has to come to the u.s and i'm gonna ride the exact bike for a1 because it was way better than yeah. what i had ridden even mm. here you know testing or just getting ready you know could they do that was it legal over here yeah, it was legal. I don't know why it was so good. I mean, it was amazing. Mm. And I started out pretty decent on it, and then it some motor went or 
something happened and then lost that motor and then it started getting like back to normal. <laughs> as, as I was like trying parts. to like just like grabbing on like no 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 leave those forks here. You know. But you race at the US Open too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You won a heat race there. Sounds good. <laughs> Look, Did I? He was yeah, wearing yeah, this yeah. helmet, man. Like he doesn't remember a lot. Has lamps on the back. Yeah, it does. I don't know if you saw it. Um, okay, so that 125 then, when you went outdoors, because I'm thinking, you got to be thinking that's where you could be really strong. Yeah. But it wasn't the same as kind of what you had ridden? No, 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 I didn't, like I said, I didn't give it a fair chance. I didn't go, like I said, beat it up and run at a gnarly, gnarly track, you know? So, it just, the, like I said, the motor is good. I could get starts, but then I just couldn't hang it out. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're at the comfort level oh, yeah. and you're 80% and you're just, no problem. Well, to get to that 80% was near death to me. You know, kind of, you know, for me it was yeah. like I'm all, oh boy, this is a handful. Yeah, I remember. But I, I, I didn't ever really talk, you know, they were good good people to me and paid me. Farachi was great, but, you know, the bike was no good. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just got myself into it, you know, so I just rode it out, you know. Yeah, yeah but, and you know, like... You're at that. You're at that point in your career where it probably makes sense to do that. Yeah, yeah. and you can help yeah. them develop the bike and yeah, tell true. them what, what you know. Yeah, and I would like go back to Pennsylvania and stay there. You know, with Joe Test. You know, the best that we could do. You know. Yeah, but. I remember that season because uh, that was my first year. It was one, and you look at the list of riders like who could be, you know, title contenders and tough. And I remember it was oh, like yeah. Lampson. It was, and I remember thinking. I wonder. Oh, he's I'd never, well, I've never, I'd never raced against you, but I mean, I'd known multi-time champions. So you're like, I remember thinking, is this that kind of wild card, like the guy that could surprise everyone? Because I remember thinking, is that Husky good enough? How's he going to be on it? Like, yeah, yeah. do we throw Lampson's name in as a guy we got to think about? Um, yeah, it was interesting. Did you have any good rides on that thing in the summer of one? Um, I thought you were top that. five somewhere, weren't you? Yeah, maybe the best. Fifth or six, I, I got Atlanta Supercross. I did pretty well on it one time on the two fifty. Yeah, one twenty five. I, you know, I did waste probably a good a lot of time getting hurt that year. Two thousand two, the second year. Mm. I, I did a compound fracture at um, San Diego, the two fifty. So yikes, San Diego, man. So many guys have gotten pretty yeah, badly know, hurt huh? there over the years. That's even weird. even a few deaths. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know. That, I mean, that's so rare in our sport. And San yeah. Diego, I think it happened three, three times. Three times, yeah. Yeah, I did that. That one did me in, though, a compound fracture. And then I rebroke it. Of I mean, what? It was a mess. Tip fib. Mm. And also, you, you're getting that point in your career where it's, you know, you're cresting. So the injuries, you're not bouncing back as quick. Yeah. I broke it like a year later with the rod in there. Again, exactly a year later. It was like a mess, you know. So so you were there 01 and 02. What did you do in 03? Um, going back to the points in AMA when I was talking, I went back to the 125 <laughs> in Super. Oh, that was ECC. ECC. I remember at Hangtown they came up to me and they're like, you know, "I was still in Husky." Craig's like, "Hey, can you ride 125?" And he opened it like to me that maybe I should be able to. And I, that's when I, you know, I said, hundred thousand dollar deal. Jeez, was so that I, was that when ECC had offered like a million, million bucks and everyone was like, "Whoa!" And I remember I said, "Yeah, oh, but no one's going to win on that bike." Dude, that thing was pretty bad. Well, Suzuki at that point wasn't the bike to be on. Yeah. When they, and I don't when think they, they had everyone that's that they how, needed that's how performance. I, yeah, and I rebroke my tip fib because of that thing too. 
you know, like in '03. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, exactly. I was riding for Motor World Suzuki in '03, mm-hmm. so I, mean, I would yeah. put my That's slow right. bike up against your slow bike and tell you mine might have been slower. It might be. That I can't thing, remember. Well, I got my dad started doing my motors on that thing. Now. Oh, did he? So it was all right. But it helped. Well, yeah, yeah, they were pretty decent. After because my 2000 two Suzuki 99 and 2000 was a missile. I loved it. And Bill Cervero and Jeff were doing the pipes. Oh yeah, and the motors. Awesome. So I thought, oh yeah, they're going to do the motors again in 03. It's why would it be? Any, it'd be better, mm-hmm. right? But we just couldn't make it work. It just wasn't the same. I don't know what was the deal with it. That's they great. changed it for Travis. You know, in 01, it was like redesign, new plastics, and new from the ground up. And it was simple as just an air box or something. You could screw everything yeah. up. You know? Shitty from the air ground flows. up was kind of what we In 03, GL got fifth at Hangtown. <clears throat> Oh, that's when I did my knee. I you got twenty fifth, and you got twenty ninth. Whoa, twenty ninth! Yeah, damn. I think I went like second, sixth, or something. <laughs> I actually tore my knee second moto because it was pouring rain. Do you oh, remember that? Was that started pouring rain? Oh two or oh two? I remember. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, did he you said say? I said oh three. Oh, I got what fifth? You got fifth. Oh, I rode like a real wanker that day. You got uh, an eight and four for a fifth. Oh, that was terrible. So oh two rained. I remember that. Yeah. That's when I tore my knee, and then I was done the rest of the I hole-shotted um, 250 moto and pulled mm-hmm. it in. Just did one one lap. You did? <laughs> yeah, let me! Uh-huh. I go, man, oh, I, I, I hole-shotted. I go, okay, this is not going good. My leg, from my tip fib, it, uh, it hurt, every, hurt every time I'd land, you know? So I'm like, time to roll in. I'm rolling after a hole-shot. All right, so was <laughs> 03 your last year racing then? No, I kept going. I kind of did my, um, I went a few too many years, I think. Okay, so um, what did you have after that? 04, I did my own team again. Okay. I didn't have, I got my own fun mover, just real simple, and back here at Troy Lee Designs. Okay. It was cool. <laughs> did the, Troy helped out, and Honda gave me bikes. They didn't give me good stuff. I think I was able to either buy suspension, like kit stuff, or Okay. A good price, you know, and then hired a mechanic, a little Damon Concrete. Hired him on and went cool. racing. Did East Coast Supercross. Yeah. And outdoors. Didn't finish all the outdoors, though. But okay. close. Oh, five? Motorsport Outlet, and that was... That was the last that year. That was it, yeah. Like I'm I said, I remember okay. the Motorsport Outlet. Yeah, know. it wasn't much to see. <laughs> so you went from 89 to 2005. Yeah. That's pretty long. That's a crazy long career. Well, we got there. Math. 16? Um, yeah. That's wild, man. That's a that's Like a I good said, I, I think, I, you know, the, some of it wasn't very fun, you know, at the end. It's not fun when you're not doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just get, you start riding. I mean, you, you guys both know. When you start riding and thinking you're going to get hurt and you back her down, I mean, it's just horrible. Also, when you're not making the money you used to, you're yeah. like, is it really you, worth it? You could it? justify if you're making a ton of money, but then you're like, Salaries go down, down, down. I went motorsport outlet. I think I made like maybe sixty or seventy the last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, which still some guys would be dying for that, but yeah, it's yeah. still like it's for the, the work risk, and the risk yeah, and all that. Yeah, especially when you feel you've paid your dues. You know, it's like, your dues, you're like yeah. man, I've been there now. Yeah, and you get to be happy you about get it. The feel of winning too. Yeah, know? I mean, it's just it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever uh, throw any big championship parties for your couple of titles? Um, Do anything fun? Buy anything fun? No. No. Pretty conservative, I guess. I didn't mess around when I was racing. I pretty much was dedicated to, like, I got this chance. 
I'm going to use everything I can. Like, yeah. I don't ever look, you know how people look back and they mess their career up somehow or another, and you go, I wish I could have changed this, this, yeah. that. I don't really think, I mean, I, there's some things, you know, but not Yeah, we all most would. Of all, but, yeah. Most of all, I couldn't, I just, it was good, you know. There was like no regrets. Anything, like, I didn't, like, I know I trained my hardest I could, because that was my downfall, is I think I was, like, I, obviously, I was talented enough, but I didn't have, like, a McGrath where you don't have to train as much and you could get by, you know. I felt like I had to, like, work twice as hard training to make up for the rest, you know. But mm. but I did all that, you know. I didn't get caught up in all the, you know, drinking or, you know, partying yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I just didn't do none of it. Hmm. But uh, so no parties. You, yeah, when you were done racing, you jumped on with MDK and started managing that team. Yeah. Yeah, I did um, did schools for just like a short bit of time in there, you know, like maybe six months. Okay, up Northern California, did a, quite a bit, you know, and then that deal popped up and it was pretty cool with Nick Way and David Villeman. Yeah, so good guys, you know, mm-hmm. good team. How was that? It was good actually. Did you enjoy the manager role? Yeah, it, it was a lot more to take care of, you know, <laughs> a little bit, you know. Yeah, we've I all mean, three done it, so I didn't really enjoy it. I enjoyed learning and doing it, but. Yeah. Like, it seemed 24-7, and then the babysitting, and then... Oh, yeah. I just didn't like sitting at the desk. The fucking Excel spreadsheets, I wanted to just blow my brains out. Yeah, I, it's a lot. Uh, I mean, as writers, I mean, we got I had one, one job. That. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I had literally never seen an Excel spreadsheet. I'm like, punching stuff in, I would just moving be things. Like, I'm like, wait, what did I just do? There's our receipts, and these are things we need to buy. <laughs> money, money, money. Well, I, I had to create, like, you know, he gave me a number that was pretty solid. He goes, all right, create me a budget from this, you know. So yeah. I had to work it all out on a spreadsheet so I knew what I had to spend. Yeah, I, see, I didn't have it too bad because it, then when I did that MDK deal, I think there's another guy there, um, Danny Palladino. Mm. He's a Northern California guy, but and he stayed a pawn there, too, so it was both okay. of us. So he, I mean, he, helped he, with some he, of he that. was pretty good at a lot of it. I mean, but it still was the traveling and making sure everything was... I mean, we had decent program, a lot yeah. of money to work with. That was nice. Yeah, we were never worried about budget. Never sure on, that, te- on that team. That was Cranyak, know. right? Um, was Mark, that different? Mark Kwame. 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 Yeah, he's um, Bay Area. Cranyak was the L and M. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That name rang a bell, but that's so. a bummer that we can't get teams like that to stick around. Like you mentioned earlier oh, on the yeah. show, like. Mike Genova, the fact that he's stuck around is great. That's amazing. But how many guys have we have come in like that, like L and M, like MDK, that are like they come in, they're all excited, and then it just turns into so much work. Well, even they're from you guys talking, the Bill Spipe team you want gone. Uh, you're yeah. talking about um, motorsport ECC, Outlet. motorsport Outlet. 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 Yeah, yeah. And FMF I, Honda, you know, like yeah, and that's just a lot of teams. Some of them we're forgetting a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Yeah. Uh, D uh, Marini, D Marini. Yeah. Suzuki, remember that team? Baseball the baseball bat. bats? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. been quite a few, really. Man. Yeah. I, I asked by Ferracci. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't there that long, was he? No. I always say, if you don't have something to promote and sell from your race team, you'll never stick around. Like yeah, Pro Circuit pretty, lasts yeah. because they the race team their is cost. their marketing yeah. for their products. Yeah. TLD, their race team, is marketing for their gear. If you don't have a way to generate revenue yeah it's more of like a guy with a lot of money that wants to kind of needs to hang it out there yeah yeah yeah. i mean you need that perfect storm a guy with more money than sense and is a diehard motor fan but the problem is even for those guys after three four years they were like oh that was cool had a team we won 
FMF yeah, had that, right. and then they didn't stick around. Off to something else. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, and if a company like FMF isn't going to stick it out, how do you expect just some yeah. random fan to do it? You There's know? just so much. It's a know, lot of work. A lot of guys want to do it, and then they get into it, and they realize, like, holy crap. I mean, you guys all know that how much is into it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. To do it right, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I'd, you said, it's 24-hour a day, seven days a week. Your phone yeah, would ring Yeah, because you're in the office day. or oh, yeah. at the track or whatever during the week. Then you're flying on Friday. You're at the race. You're flying home Sunday. You're back at the shop ordering parts. Sorting things out, booking flights, whatever. Because yeah, you can't take a day off because you get behind yeah. or something wouldn't get done. So, yeah. like, so how do you make $2 million in racing? Start with like 10 <laughs> Well, I, I just am always blown away. Guys like DeCoster, guys like Kehoe, guys like these, these guys who've been managers forever. They've been doing this forever. They just keep going to all the races. and Yeah, that's just... It's one way to stay married, though. <laughs> Don't have a chance to fight about the marriage. Yeah, well, <laughs> meanwhile, wife is at home banging the pool guy. But I guess as long as you're good with that, everything's money. Oh, my You God. had to go there, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, okay, so how did it go at, uh, at MDK? You, you had Nick and, and Villeman. They both had actually pretty decent years. Yeah, it was while good. It was just privateer deal, and, I mean, it was real basic and easy, really, you know. And then did you go to Tedder after that, or you went to Star after that? Um, let's see. Yeah, I did a couple years at MDK, so that would have been... Yeah, then I think I did go to... I went to Tedder's for... Tedder's first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tedder's for... Yeah, a couple years. And then Star. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I had... No, I'm sorry. I had um, Motor Concepts in there. I worked for them... Oh, did you? Oh, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, seven and eight at MDK, oh, nine... To 10 was... I don't remember that. Who did you have riding for you over there? Remember Ben Coisey? Uh, French? Yeah. Do you remember that name? Yeah. Okay. Um, and they didn't Chisholm come over? Or was that later? No, I think that was... That might have been later. Um, I can't think. A hmm. kid from Australia. Gosh darn. Nice guy. I can't remember his name, but there, yeah, there was um, hmm. Leslie. <laughs> yeah. Leslie was in there. All right. Yeah, because they they were, didn't have anybody really doing it, managing it. It was just kind of like a bit of a yard sale. Yeah. So I got in there and um, got a shop in Marietta, and I kind of got them a little bit organized, I think. Yeah. So. And then when you went over to Star, you actually stepped into a pretty good position over there because <clears throat> you had Cooper Webb and Jeremy both freaking knocking yeah, titles out I of mean, the park right away. Yeah, the timing was good. You know, I was just watching on the way here the show you guys did with Pleasanger, you know, yeah. and he was talking th that same time, you know, the, the, you guys were saying, like, the bikes are good. I mean, good riders, everything was there. Yeah. And, and I did, I got in at a perfect time, you know. Was that fun to be able to work with those guys in championship seasons? I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's no different it's, racing or managing. It's way more fun when you're doing well than oh, gosh, when yeah. you're just... If not. you're getting our asses, yeah, if you're <laughs> yeah. not doing no good, oh, man. Because, again, it's a ton of work. And, yeah. it, and and all this work with no results is tough. Yeah. It's a lot of work, and it's not fun, yeah. yeah. How, was, uh, how was it working with Bobby? How is, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, he was, he, Bobby is pretty funny, actually. He's a character, huh? Yeah. And he kind of just, he didn't bug me too, too much, you know? But I did have, I mean, I had my hands full, I know that. Yeah. Because, you know, Brad, he was kind of the manager guy, and I think... Um, um, the manager before that. Um, oh, uh, who was it? Morris. Ryan. Was it Ryan Morris? Morris? Yeah, 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 that's right. Morris was there briefly. Yeah, he, yeah, he was there briefly, and then he that's when they got a hold of me because he was 
going, going to, KTM. to KTM. Yeah, okay. that's right. But it was uh, it was it was a pretty good deal there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bobby, I figured maybe you'd have a funny Bobby story. But I remember that year oh, when yeah. the guys were doing doing well. I think I'd said something like, "Yeah, this was a team that wasn't taken seriously a few years ago. They've really stepped up. They got Lammy there. Ba 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 ba. It's amazing what they can do." And like the next weekend, Bobby comes up and he's like, "Slides me a hundred dollar bill." I'm like, "What's this for?" He goes, <laughs> "For all the nice things you said about me, GL. I really appreciate it." I go, "I don't want your money. I'm just being honest." So I'll take it. I said, I'm not taking your money. That's almost like <laughs> I'm taking a bribe. So I said, no. So that night he goes, where are you going for dinner? We go to this cool seafood place and he walks over to the the, the waitress and goes, he'll take care of my boys and put on my tab. So we're waiting for an hour for the bill to come. I said, excuse me, I just want the damn bill. She goes, oh no, it's been settled a while ago. There's Bobby. <laughs> you did better doing it that way. I know, because my meal was like a hundred bucks on its own and he yeah. paid for the whole table. But I was very pretty, happy, Gio. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good old boy, like you can tell. Southern guy, oh, yeah. very... Big boy. Oh, yeah, um, Football coach. Yeah. Like to do with it. Build him tough, man. Got to go. <laughs> go. Oh, yeah, man. I know who was scared of him. I know he was scared of him. And Jeremy Martin. Yeah, I was just going to oh, say yeah? Jeremy. Because huh? Bobby would get in the... You rough him up a little bit, you know. <laughs> like, he'd be like, come on, Jeremy. Get me right now, you know. Like... Taken like he's serious. He goes, you better get me. He's body. like, no, 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 no. You know, and he, yeah, but he was like, you get nervous every time. And that's so. And Bobby get fired up sometimes. You know. Oh like, yeah. Oh, I've seen him a couple of times. He's that's a good great. guy. That's hilarious. Yeah, no. um, but that's another one of those guys that stuck it around for a long time. And yeah, because he's probably very few. He's very not really true. selling anything. He's just doing it for the love yeah. of the game. Right? I try to put numbers together. You know, in my head. You know how he makes money off that team you know when i was there you know and i just say like, there's no ways he's making money mm-hmm. i mean i know we're rough but it's car dealerships yeah, I think it's yeah. Where, you know that's his bread and butter used car I, I mean i think for a guy like him if he's just breaking even he's having a ball doing it right he probably is now because of you know it's like anything the results start coming let's just say whether it's fmf or yamaha everyone puts in more money yeah. and more product yeah. and more help yeah. and you know you've seen when they was when they were originally start it was like there's a little satellite yamaha it was like uh, more of a rocky mountain yeah they weren't oh, sorry not rocky mountain uh, rock river, rock river yeah. you know it was more like yeah there we go some bikes and parts cool little team you know we got guys in the points and then it just all right full factory you mm-hmm. know now you look at them you're like yeah, and then that offsets him a little bit. So, like, if Yamaha's sure. more involved and he's not paying salaries yeah, and that, and kind yeah. of eases it up maybe a little bit. But still, it's, you know, it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where did he get his, where did he come from, his money from? Car used, dealerships. Used car dealerships. Yep. Used car. I think he also has new, like, I think he has, like, a Chevy and a Ford dealership. Yeah, like he, has a, he has, yeah, he has a couple of different things. He's trying to talk me into buying a truck from there one time. Like, no <laughs> way, used car salesman. No. Yeah. Surprised he didn't go to NASCAR. Yeah, you. I mean, I guess that's stereotypical to say he should have gone to NASCAR, but a car dealership going to NASCAR. Yeah. From too the much south. money. Yeah, that's true too. Because at that point in time, only in recent years has NASCAR money even got realistic. But before the recession, was to get that car to turn left, it was costing him tens of millions. <laughs> Crazy. Nuts. So I feel like after the after you left Star, you kind of disappeared for a little while. Yeah, I did. I mean, it just appeared that way. I don't bump into you too often, mm-hmm. but I kind of felt you know I'd always see you like at at the races and stuff like that when you're managing, and then yeah. it was like poof. Yeah, I went. Um, I got done there. I was pretty burnt out. You know, I mean, just 
been doing it a long time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, really. And I, I ended up kind of just bailing out of there. And then I did go back to Tedder's for a bit, you know, and then... Yeah, I remember seeing it, like, test tracks and... Yeah, yeah. Were you kind of just more training them? Yeah, yeah. Just not managing, really. They didn't really need a manager. It was just more training, just going with the, the guy, you know. Actually, Dakota was the only one there racing at the time, so mm-hmm. it was just, you know, going out with him to the track and getting them confidence up and doing some motos and stuff like that. I'd so. see you at La Paglia's every now and then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the time. That was their, basically the test track mm-hmm. for them. That was yeah. their track. Yeah. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Yeah. I was there a few times as well. So what have you been doing since then? Um, plus, plus well, what's new? You know, like with the Tedders, I, I was um, at one time, you know, thinking of the racing there and then talking to Matt, the dad, you know, maybe getting involved in their company a little bit, you know, on the other side of things, electrical. And there was a couple options I was thinking of maybe popping into over there and just being done with the traveling and all, you know. And um, and then I kind of got a, I got an offer to go do um, basically military training, you know, um, not motorcycles, but just off-road vehicles. So I jumped up on that deal, and then, uh, shoot, that's been about, Three, three and a half years now that I've been You're enjoying just, that? Just doing that? Yeah, really good. Really I know, good I know. like, Ricky Johnson, he does something similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I asked him, and he goes, it's a lot of work, but he goes, it's it's pretty cool. It's satisfying when you're working with those group of guys, and yeah. it's something you can really help them in, is in the avenue that you're strong at. Yeah, correct. And it's like the schedule for me, too, is like it's something you, I, I enjoy doing it. it kind of actually get, get excited to go to work, you know? That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, it is a it is a fair amount of work in a way, you know, but then not, you know, it's more justifying and makes you feel good. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, um, so yeah, that's been going really well. And basically, you're only working half the month, you know, and I get the other half off. So I just recently, actually, just last week, I I needed something to fill the cracks a little bit, you know, like to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna start doing like a little like a sales rep for. Um, the goggles they're called viral oh yeah yeah so they got me on board so i'm gonna Sweet. start doing that you know just it'll be pretty mellow i'm gonna try to do some socal stuff i'm in arizona and i'm always in northern california because mm-hmm. i'm always making the rounds mm-hmm. so still, is your family still all up like brother sister um yeah my sister's up in the sacramento area my my brother is and then um got just a lot of friends up there still yeah you know, so yeah like when i I was going through some hard times, you know, with, with my dad had passed away and stuff, you know, so I, Donnie Cantaloupe, you've heard of Donnie Cantaloupe, oh, yeah. but he's a good, good buddy of mine. I mean, he's, and, and I've heard you say that. How did you guys get to be such buddies? Crazy. It seems like everybody, everybody goes, how the heck? Cause they see Donnie as, as his past, you know, being pretty gnarly, yeah. you know, and, but he's, it's not like that really, you know? So I just kind of, he's always been, I knew him as I was a kid, you know? As you or is anybody he, looking he's up, he's a to, NorCal guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was a big name back then. Yeah. You know, Daryl Schultz, all oh, those guys. Yeah. So I'm a little kid. You know, I'm just like, oh man, these guys are cool. So as I never had met him, so he, as time goes by, I think in probably like 2000 or so, I was down at one of my buddy's shops, and he just got got out of being locked up for you know getting in some trouble. You know, oh. so he was working at this place and. He followed everything. Yeah, he knew everything and, you know, huh. studied me and, you know, because he's a local guy, you know. Yeah. So so we got to be friends. And, I mean, he helped me with my motocross schools and, and all kinds of stuff, you know. But he ended up being, 
the nicest guy, but everybody thinks him as the roughest guy. You know, like what you you guys do not mix. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's awesome. It just seems like an odd pairing, but it yeah, does. Yeah, cool it does. Yeah. But he's like, I think people see him in a different way. You know, I mean, these guys got a bigger heart than you know yeah. anybody almost I know. And talk about true friends. I mean, he's one of my only. You know, well, I've heard few. you say that he's always been. He's been there for you. Like yeah, yeah, legit. like you know, because my dad. I mean, he you know. It's been like about two and a half years now. I mean, he ended up taking his own life. Yeah, that shot himself. So, it, and it wasn't like you know, people think you, you're crazy. You know, your dad's crazy. Then you know he wasn't crazy. He was just my mom had been passed. You know, missed my mom for eight years. She had passed away. You know, and he's lonely, and it's time for him to go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he's battled a little bit of illness. You know, like not life-threatening you know like he goes i got cancer or something and he couldn't find out why he was feeling sick every day you mm. know so he's going three years of feeling like this you know every once in a while feeling like good like in a good mood you know and mm. we always do stuff together my sister my, myself and him i mean really tight family yeah but then and you knew he would tell you guys he just didn't feel great like <laughs> yeah i mean he's doctors after doctors blood tests like okay figure. i got cancer i'm gonna die he said you know there's gotta be something wrong with me nothing so I think poor medical terminal going to the wrong places or whatever. Doctors aren't that good, but he ended up finding he had like a twisted colon. So that was like poison in his body. Like, yeah. So he'd feel shitty all the time, you know, and um, he was kind of excited, you know, like three years. And they finally figured that out, you know, so he was kind of pissed, but then happy. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so it was the day that he was supposed to go in and like get the doctors you be with them and schedule everything he's uh-huh. you're gonna this date you know blah 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 blah. And it was just coming up on three years on the 16th of this month and uh you know he didn't want to be around no longer you know and he yeah. didn't do it like crazy like he he almost had it all planned you know so yeah i, I read somewhere you said he he called you just all calmly and <laughs> left you a message yeah he knew like he could get my voicemail and left message so he didn't, know, he didn't want nobody messing with him you know coming up and trying to sidetrack him you know so Wow, man. That, I mean, I, I, I understand, like, you know, for him, he wanted to do it on his own <clears> terms, and he didn't, didn't want to be sick somewhere or you know, yeah, miserable. Yeah. He might get it. But that's tough for you to deal with and, and your brothers and sisters. And Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, my brother, he didn't, you know, really deal with any of it, you know, but my sister. You know, mm. she, luckily, she was in, uh, in Vegas at the time for Allstate she's at a convention I didn't even know it okay. she's all the way up north you know so I get this message like 7 in the morning and uh, I was like I did not just get that message just like calm as can be you know I mean, just says, I'm gonna go be with mom you know and, and he said you need to do this and this is and this you so know, come get the dog or the voicemail like yeah, 7 in the morning and he left it at like 4 in the morning so so obviously, I mean, I'm I'm down in Menifee, you know, the four hour drive, but I have neighbors, and my dad wasn't like old, like senile or anything. I mean, you yeah. remember my dad? Oh, yeah. He was funny. Your dad well. was great, but he, um, I had the neighbors' numbers. You know, I couldn't get a hold of nobody. Go figure. You know, I'm like calling every phone that possible that my dad had or whatever. You know, and calling the neighbors, nothing. Like, God dang it. So I just start driving, obviously, you know, get hold of my sister. And she's like, this isn't good. You know, let her listen to the message, you know. So she just, she started driving. I'm driving. But you well, knew, you knew, I mean. Oh, yeah. Had I he talked about I, that before? Had he kind yeah, of, yeah. No, he has. 
Yeah, because at times when my mom passed away in 2008, and he had a rough time. You know, like he used to be an alcoholic. He went back to drinking. Mm. You know, just periodically and just having rough times. You know, and he goes and he was in his gun collector, Colts and Winchesters, and he's always had a gun sitting there. You know, mm. he's like, "Yeah, but I'm ready. I'm gonna do it myself." You know, all the time. He's mm. in. He was serious. I knew he was. You did know he was serious? Oh, yeah. You never say, like, yeah, don't, don't say that. Or Yeah, no, no. Oh, no, yeah, I knew he was in mm. business. If he, if he was going to do something, he did it. He was tough. Yeah. You know? He was going to So did you, did you go in and see that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's, you know, and, it, it, like, a lot of people were like, man, aren't you pissed that he did that to you? You know? And I was like, that sucked, you know? But I'd never, I mean, I'm not mad. Yeah, you know, not matter him. I, His decision. If he, I mean, if he wanted to do it that way and he's going to make it better, then do it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I mean, something that you really can't ever forget. You know, no. I, I, I just, you know, I'll go on calls with the fire department and see stuff like that. Oh guys yeah, have done that. And it's like I don't even know these people, and I'll never get those images. Some of the stuff I've seen out of my head. So no, I, I know what you walked in on. I was thinking about that the other day about what you had to see. I bet you know, and it's like. But it's a whole other level when it's somebody you know, and then it's a whole other level when it's a family member like yeah. that. So I, it's, yeah, I, you just kind of just go numb, you know. It's like, especially like, like you can't get hold of anybody, you know. It's like, but then yeah. I don't want to have my neighbor have to go deal with that. I knew, yeah. it, you know, you knew what happened. Huh? Yeah, and I finally got him there like right before I got there. I wouldn't go in the house, you know, because I yeah. knew then it would just look like he did it or something. Who knows, you know? Yeah. I just said, wait, just hang tight till I get there, and then, yeah. You feel like you're dealing with that okay? Like, I mean, that's almost something you need to talk to somebody yeah. about. And Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm all right with it, you know. But, yeah, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. That's, it's that's, kind of just it's weird. It's strange, you know. I don't know, what to, I don't know what to think of it, really. You know? Yeah. Like, it's been just almost coming up on three years. So. Yeah. It's been, it, sounds, it seems like it was yesterday, you know. Yeah. But, well... That's, well, Trey, that's Trey, tough, Trey talked a little bit about you know with, with his dad passing yeah, away. Yeah, I listened to that one too. And it was it was it was interesting to hear his take because I've said it before. Everyone obviously handles death you know of someone close to them differently. You mm-hmm. know, some people seem to be a little tougher, and I don't know if it's a front or what. Some other people just lose it. I'm more the person I would lose it kind of thing. But he talked about you know trying to almost bury it and move on, and then he realized at some point like. I gotta, you know, chat to someone about this and see if. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. That uh, people don't. I don't really talk about it enough, in a way. You know, it's kind of weird conversation to talk about. You know, to, for sure. You know, so. But that. But that's no reason to not. I mean, like you need to talk about it. No, I feel With like friends, better. Family, you know, so, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. feel better when I do, even though it sucks. It happened. It did happen, and it's that's what happened. Yeah. And just, like he Trey saying, yeah, you got to move on, but. But you still it's need easier to... said than done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah There's not yeah. moving on from, yeah. like, what I've seen, you know. There's yeah. no... And my sister, I feel bad for my sister, too, you know. It's like, yeah. you know, she was right there in the middle of it all. And, you know, but we both, I mean, we both knew, you know, that's what he wanted to do and that made him happy, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know all I got to do is say he's got some big balls, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People Jeez. talk about doing stuff like that, you know, and nah, you, you, to do it. Yeah. But I, that's why I knew my dad. I mean, I know how he is. You know, he's, he was tough. We'll, we'll go on a lot of calls where these high school girls, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, yeah, what'd you take? Four Tylenols. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a yeah. cry for help. That's what that was. Yeah, right. that's true. 
Absolutely. Um, Definitely. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your father. I mean, that's that, like I said, that's hard for anybody. Davy Coombs always used to say, "You don't ever really become an, a man until you lose your father. You're always somebody's boy." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like a, um, unfortunately, it's a rite of passage for most guys. But and I, and you know, my dad's still around. He's not in great health, but he's still around. And uh, I just everyone that I know that's lost their dads, man, it's it's tough. Doesn't matter how it happens. I think too. Yeah, true. A lot of us in the industry we're in, our dads are pretty close with us. Well, mm-hmm. a huge part of our yeah getting us to that that point of fame and stardom, or you know, pro racing, yeah, closer so. than any more normal totally family. Yeah, or life. Yeah, you're tier like a team, man. For yeah. 10, 15, yeah. 20 years. Even when there were times you wanted to wring each other's necks, uh-huh. at the end of the day, you were still, I feel like most father-son relationships were pretty darn close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it was crazy because my, my sister and my dad and I, even, you know, after the race and just shortly before what he did, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we go camping together. We go, I go up there and visit. He comes down to my house, visit, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. Now I'm living, you know, I got the house up there, you know, which he kind of, Years ago, helped I helped him out with money and to do what he was going to do and build a house and stuff like that. So I, the flip side, I got that. So it's kind of cool just yeah. going into that area every once in a while. But I'm kind of getting over, you know, yeah, you know, just where being in the same house and he did what he did, you know, did yeah, garage I should say. But still, still bug you when you walk out there? Or? Not too much, nah. I just yeah. think think positive. Try think of something yeah. else. You know, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but all good. So tell me about your kids. You got four kids, some grown, some out of the house. You posted a picture on Instagram. Your daughters are pretty. I know. I don't mean to say it in a creepy way, but I'm just saying I got two young girls, and I'm like, I wanted to ask you if you ever had to like bust some ass or like scream at some teenage boys. No, no, but I'm sure that I've. If I knew what actually was going on <laughs> half the time, I don't know. How, how old are your daughters? Uh, tw- let's see, 22 and 19. They just oh. turned October 23rd. Um, well, they're uh, adults yeah. now, so. Yeah, they're good. They're ever date, they're, did they ever date any dirt bike riders? <laughs> no. Thank God. Hell no. I think my oldest one, Taylor, was talking about something Dean Wilson one time, and I wasn't too happy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least it was Dean Wilson. I think they might have maybe went out on a date, oh, but never got that far. Dean. But I'm like, ooh, booty. I don't Dino. know you, Dino, but I <laughs> Oh, don't you know. <laughs> yeah, so my daughter, actually, my 19-year-old, Bailey, she um, she's in just went to college in Oregon. Nice. For the, the OSU? Ducks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but she got a scholarship, cheerleading and all oh, that. Wow. She's really into that. Awesome, man. And Taylor, my oldest one, she's doing some nursing school. She's out in Huntington Beach, so. That's bad. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So, obviously, you'll visit her when you're out here then? Yeah, yeah, whenever. Yeah, cool. I come, I'm down here quite a bit, you know. Nice. So. And Cooper, my, yeah. Cooper's your youngest, right? Cooper's He's my here with us today. 13-year-old over there, trying to hide. And he likes the moto. Yeah, he likes the moto, yep. And then I got a, let's see, my 15-year-old, uh, McCoy, and he's, he doesn't like the moto, but a little bit here and there. Yeah. But, Is yeah. he, and he, does he live with you? Those guys live with you on Bullhead or? No, they... no. We kind of just, whenever I got time between work or whatever, I either come down here and they come up, you know, okay. and spend some time up there. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, it's good. I got to get him a, a bike, though. Another bike. He's got grown that 65, so. <laughs> yeah, when they go through yeah. this course, it's like 65, 85, 125, yeah. just like that. Oh, he's been telling me he wants to come down here to Troy Lee's for like months now. Oh, yeah? When can we go? When can we go? Yeah. And I'm all perfect timing. Yeah. Let's go. 
It's a pretty cool showroom. I mean, if you're a moto fan, this this place is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been here. I I remember in '04, I would park my motorhome back here and camp in it. You know, when I was mm-hmm. down yeah. south, but I never. That wasn't built up like this. It's cool. Yeah. Very nice. Well, this, it's like, I love seeing stuff like this, you know, like your helmet. This is, it's real moto history, you know, yeah. and you can go, oh, that was the helmet he wore in this year and this happened. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of associate helmets with that year and then the racing yeah. that went on. You know what's really cool is like people get blown away. They go, do you, do you have a championship bike? Do you have a yeah. bike? Yeah. So I never, Honda would never let anything go. Like, I tried to get 125 in there. Like, don't even think. Don't even ask again. Oh, know? really? And I've heard it, like, before like that. You know, like, Stanton, I remember he did, I was at his house one time, and he has, like, a stock bike and, like, a trophy room, you know, like, stickers on it. They let, let him keep his practice bike or, or something. No, yeah, it was like he <laughs> bought a new bike from a shop or something. So I never got one, but it's kind of cool, like, to talk about helmets and what year stuff. I kept a lot of stuff, and I didn't really realize it because mm-hmm. I had it all in storage. And like, Donnie can't loop me one time, and he goes, you, you need to get your stuff out of there, man. You need to get live your life. I mean, you, that's the history of what you've done. That's your life. Yeah, you know, and I, I didn't realize I kept a lot of stuff, you know. And then I started, I met this guy in Washington. He restores bikes. So he ended up being a really good friend, this guy, Brian. And he that's all he does. Like, not old, old bikes, but like in the 80s or 90s, more 90s, mid-90s. Okay. And uh, he built me a 500 hmm. to the T. Of Honda 500? Yeah. Okay. And I traded him gear. He started buying gear. He goes, you want to sell some of that stuff? I had so much of it, and I'm like, no, I'm not selling none of my gear. But I had a ton, and I started thinking about it. I go, man, this dude enjoys this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. And now he's like a good friend. And I met more friends through him, you know, like this yeah. guy, multiple people. You know, then they buy, buy helmets, and I go, and they're like, hey, do you sure you want to sell this? I go, you know what? You see what it did to your desk right here? <laughs> falling apart? Are you sure you would? Well, it's just like I'm in. A, I'm keeping what I want to keep right here. Yep. And otherwise, it's just going to be in a box, or, yeah. or I might not display it correct, or it, like who knows, you know. Yeah. So these guys are just love the stuff, you know. It's really cool. Yeah. Hey, and Eric, uh, Eric built a really cool 2000 replica bike of yours. That yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that was a, exactly. Yep. yep cone yep. pipe. Yeah. Well, it looks like a cone pipe. Yeah. It, no, that thing looks. It's to the T. Your bike. Yeah. That's what this guy that um, this guy Brian did this 500. I mean, it's. I felt bad almost, like, because he spent time, money, and I traded him gear for it, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but yeah. he'll he'll love that gear and display it's, that. It's, it's that old saying, yeah. one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. that was worth a lot to him. Yeah, true. Yo, because you like, forget about it. I was thinking to myself, I like to, I've collected jerseys and stuff over the years. I'm like, ooh, I'd love a Lamson jersey. You know, like, I of the guys I grew up watching, there's certain people that you always go, oh, I'd love one of those. So that stuff yeah. starts getting worth more. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I'll get you one of mine. Uh, you can have one. Thanks, Pink. <laughs> <laughs> can I have one of your championship jerseys? <laughs> yeah, I'll get you that. Thank I have you. that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I have a Husky number six number plate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it in your garage. garage. Yeah. Real quick, speaking of that, number six, did you pick it? Was it like, I like six? There was a, a reason. Um, I always ask guys because some guys' numbers are very... Personal, sentimental. Yeah, I had. I like to look at number six, but it just fell into place. Yeah, you know how that how because I was that was the first year they did it. Mm-hmm. So I just as it went in line at, at Labraco, and then yeah, I was six, which I was fine. I would rather have besides everybody. I didn't realize this, but six, six, six. You know, yeah, Labraco used to run an extra six under the 
back I fender. Ne- I never just even, so there was I'm, four of them. You know? I never even realized that, like until somebody pointed it out, like way after I was wearing number six. <laughs> God knows what you did. He knows. Yeah, you did. yeah, yeah. That's what. It, that's what it all went south. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that lady was nuts. Yeah, but you had a six on the back of your chest protector. So there's your fourth one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. True. And two on the helmet. I mean, they're all over. The place. Yeah. Then you had nine of them. No. <laughs> um, so you follow the sport still pretty closely. Yeah, I'm not as close as I probably should, you know, or as as I do want. But I just get sidetracked, and you know, I don't ride anymore. Not at know? all. No, you miss it. Not really. Really? Well, I, you know, my body is. I, to be honest with you, I know you guys are beat up too, you know. But like, I don't know if it's because I'm older. I don't know. Getting older, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't help. But no. well, like I have a shoulder. I never had shoulder problems when I was racing. But like I have to have a whole new shoulder. Oh side. really? Like I, but it, I went to go get it done a year ago, and then they wouldn't. Another guy did the surgery, wouldn't, didn't put a new shoulder in. He just tried to repair it, didn't repair it, oh. right? didn't work. So now I'm just I couldn't ride it anyhow. Mm. Do you? You look like you're in good shape. Do you? Do you do like just? Do you go to the gym? Mm. Or you? No. No, I don't do that much. Just, I don't like natural genetics. No <laughs> yeah, I just I'm, I'm always busy, you know, like working. I mean, I know it's not like you're in the gym, but I mean, I'm. On but if the you're go. up on your feet and you're doing training and stuff, yeah, I, I've worn you know, little watch and you go, wow, you burn a lot of calories just being yeah. moving all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if I like, I'm nonstop. Like, it's weird. Like ever, like since my dad passed away, for some reason, it's like I keep. I got to keep myself busy, busy yeah. you know, because I mean, I just. Start thinking about well, boredom is 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 when you start thinking of yeah bad shit yeah yeah so but otherwise yeah I mean I just you know I don't eat the best but I don't eat crappy you know and yeah I don't like I don't think I would put some running shoes on and go running I need to do something you want to get those Asics from ninety uh, six and throw those bad <laughs> yeah. boys on yeah put some put about a quarter of a mile on those uh, but yeah I think if I did work out a little bit though like. My back, my mm. knees. I mean, it would probably I would feel better because I'd build up a little muscle and the Get stability. Get an e-bike. Yeah, I should. I'm telling you, uh, those things are great because yeah. you could crank it up you a little bit and just coast. I've ridden one of those. That's pretty good. And it's a good way, to, I think, to just build back. Yeah. Because you get on a dirt bike, it just beats you up. Yeah, you get I'm on one of those things and ease in. Yeah. I feel like, anyway. A little specialized uh, Canevo. That's the, that's the jam. I used to yeah. um, specialize bikes. I used to get some bikes from them back yeah. in the day. Well, I don't know what's on that helmet. Nothing. Uh, nothing on this one. But. Maybe you just forgot the sticker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do like riding Harleys, though. My parents, I got my parents, they had uh, Harleys. So I got, um, I actually I got in a bad accident a while back, so I lost one of the Harleys. To well, at least you lost the Harley and not, not the ride. Yeah, I should have <laughs> been, I should have been, like, bad, you know. Oh, got, really? Got, well, I was putting so many miles on, like, going from. So you were commuting on it. Basically, no, no, not so much commuting. I had it on a trailer. Um, I would take it up north and I'd keep it at my buddy's house up there and um, and leave it there. And then as I'd come up like once a month or whatever, I'd just be something to ride, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. <clears throat> but I had it at my dad's, and I was coming down south here to my boy's birthday, and uh, and I had my dad's minivan, like I all the stuff that he used to use. I mean, I drove minivan, yeah. but I didn't care. You know, and I had a trailer and I had the bike on the back, so I was bringing it to get some work done on it. And I just one in the morning, you know, just uh, over by Ontario, a uh, guy cut, cut in front of me, and I like cranked the wheel a little bit too much. And <clears throat> next thing you know, I'm laid out in the middle of the median, almost head on. Oh, really? About 70, yeah. Did, it, did you roll? <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I didn't roll, but um, 
the bike took ejected oh out, boy i didn't even, i forgot i even had it on there because i hit pretty hard you know but hit and i didn't roll the trailer stayed on but the bike was up bike flew oh yeah fire started and all kinds of stuff. oh wow but i came out all right i just broke a left foot just a little bone hmm. and airbag, airbag. <laughs> and another injury not, but this time not motocross related <laughs> I, I got a lot of respect for crashes though now man i've never been in a car accident and that scary open, open my eyes yeah this is only bike six months ago i did this mm. yeah, totaled the bike we couldn't see what it was tell what it was because it got ran over probably or something jeez oh, man. it was a mess you have a well, didn't you used to have that big bear chopper or something remember that big chopper you had yeah you know, this is for young guys you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey i rode that thing and then i rode my street glide harley and it's like what am i doing with that other bike yeah it got rid of it yeah it was all stretched out i remember <laughs> that thing I is mean, is there anything you would have done differently in your career? Looking back, we often ask guys this, and I know you you, you alluded to earlier. You don't yeah. try not to have the regrets, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things in life, general, or my career of racing and what effort I put into that. Not much, really. I mean, I don't can't think of anything, but like my choices I've made, you know, through my life. Yeah, yeah I've changed. <laughs> we all have those, you know. I mean, I I did some didn't handle things how they should have been handled at times, you know, with, you know, um, relationships to tying into your money. And I lost it. Like, you know, I've, I've been through, you went, you went through a a bit of a rough divorce. Am I right? Yeah. And didn't you lose, I I heard you lost a lot of money from that. Yeah. Everything. I I didn't handle everything. I I didn't handle things that should have been. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, because I'd heard through the grapevine that... How? I mean, how? I Half just, is... Just, I didn't <laughs> I didn't go to court. I didn't take care of things I should have mm. been. It got a default when I wasn't there one time. Mm. A lot of us, as young, as young I, I racers, were focused on one thing, I, and it's... Yeah, I wanted to run from it. I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, First, I go, okay, half, half, I'm out, you know. But I didn't do that. So then and, it just, and, and I just I, gave her everything? Basically, I, when I was all said and done, I had like 40 grand in my retirement, so it was like starting over, clean sweep. But it's my fault, 100%. I, my house up north, everything. Yeah. But That's, what do you do? You know, I mean, I, I did it. It's done. I yeah. can't, I mean, I get pissed every day. I think about it. Like, I'm getting well, that's the thing I'm mad right now. No, but, <laughs> but it's my own, you know. Yeah. I, I, you I, I've learned from it. Like, you better take care of your shit. Don't well, that's what I always think. Know? I think well, I've always said what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And yeah. hopefully from that, it's taught you, one, to appreciate the money you got coming in and able to move forward. And this, the second thing is, if those things didn't happen then, maybe you wouldn't be in the position yeah. you're in now, which Correct. is understanding how to take care of family your personal health you know siblings just yeah. everything involved I, you know sometimes there's those rough situations that break you down but build you up to be a stronger human yeah yeah, yeah i've got a lot of a lot of stuff happen you know in my life you know yes. it's you know i don't know this life you know what's it could be a lot worse you know but just like how everything's happened it's like okay man I'm, i think i'm ready for a break of this <laughs> yeah things not happening shitty anymore you know so it's funny i feel like there's a lot of these stories in motocross as we've interviewed 33 guys this year and there it seems like not with everybody but with a lot of guys there's like really high highs and really low lows you know yeah um whether it's just circumstantial or you know, choices they made or whatever, but it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, things go good, 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 good. And, and I mean, I've had my, have my days, you know, I get bummed out about like everything, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think everybody does in life, you know, but. For sure. But a lot of people don't want to admit it. Yeah. They want yeah. everyone to think that they had a great oh, career. Great. I got yeah. a lot of money. Family's yeah. great. My wife loves me. Yeah. I wouldn't know. My wife doesn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend does. Um, yes. Yeah, I think. <laughs> how, do times. Want, how do you want to be remembered in this sport? How oh, do you want people man. to remember you? You know, I, I would say just a, a freaking normal dude, you know? I mean, I, I guess that's not really being remembered, but I mean, not, not a cop. <laughs> well, I think that, I, that, that like there's a, some truth to that because I think just from, my, from meeting you and being around you a little bit, I always thought like you've always been relatively just to make a big scene. You're not loud. You're not standoffish. You always come shake a hand, smile, but you're not like in everyone's face. I'm here. You've yeah. always kind of struck me as a guy that's just, hey, man, I'm good. Good to see you. Cool. Yeah. Kind of laid back in the background. Yeah, I get that from my parents, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but just, no, I've just, that's how I've been all my my life, you know, and it's like I was fortunate to be in the situation, you know, and as we all have been, you know, and thankful for it, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, uh, you, you, bottom line, you're in the record book with two championships. I don't know how many race wins you even know. It's, I think I saw 21. 20 something, yeah. I think you're right, 21. I think I looked it up because I, I wanted to Barnett, know. Barnett, or I don't know, Stewart maybe or somebody? Uh. Oh, for 125, it's Stu, then Barnett, then I think you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, that's Barnett. That's good company, man. That's really good company. Yeah, had a pretty good run, I think. Yeah. No, Supercross wins, though. Yeah, but Supercross podiums and factory Honda for X, you know. I get so mad at that, though. I mean, (laughs) especially when you said twice, you were right there. Yeah, both classes. (sighs) I mean, like, like right there. (laughs) 19 and a half laps. No, Even three that. quarters, three quarters. <laughs> All right, let's say you would have had one. Does that change your life? Does that make you feel no. like, okay, I did it? No. You know, any no, really it doesn't, no, I guess. The bonus money. Maybe. I was going to say. Oh, oh, the bonus money. <laughs> Somebody else couple got tens of Your thousands. wife would have just taken that too. Yeah. No, it, it wouldn't. Nah. I mean. Yeah. I always used to complain to Albie, like how I feel like my whole career was a waste because I never won a title. And he's like, I never yeah. won a Supercross title. I wanted it so bad. He goes, we all it. want shit that we don't get, you know. Like, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, we all we all aim here and, yeah. ha- and hope to accomplish yeah. some of that, so or most get, of it. Yeah, yeah, so you you, exactly. you be proud of what you did and move on. You know, I never like, I never won a four fifty supercross. Not a lot of people do. I've, I've got like second, third, fourth, everything, but didn't win that one. But isn't that crazy? Like, look how talented you know. How many championships do you two have amongst you? The three of us, we have like I don't know eight. Anyway. I'm, I'm contributing that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, as good as... Ping, you bring the average down. I know I do, and I'm sorry. As good as you guys were, like, how hard is it to win a 450 Supercross mm-hmm. that not any one of us have done it? That you says something about how know, hard that is. Oh, I think, I mean, I don't think people really get it if they don't know the sport. You think about, like, there's not a ton of guys that make a ton of money and there's not a ton of position. I mean, there's only a handful of guys. Look at football teams. How many football teams are there? You know what I mean? Like when you break it down, like well, they mo- say top motocross There's riders? like 1,600 like, paid NFL athletes. Yeah. This, like for this calendar year between the 32 teams and minimum wage is 450. <sighs> so the, the, the reserve kicker is making 450 a year. Jeez. You know what? I feel bad sometimes. I, like, 
did a little bit of training some you know riders you know just from average yeah joe blows to whoever and then you got the mini bike dads you know and then like the dad's really thinking, I want to tell him, like, hey, let's do the math They think here. it's an investment. <laughs> you got to really open your eyes to this and make your relationship good with your kid and don't push him till he hates you, you know, and don't live through his dream. And Pick and, golf. Yeah, but, and have this as fun. I mean, I would never, I mean, this is freaking racing dirt bikes all your life. I mean, they can go no better than that, you know. Yeah. But, and like my little guy, wherever he ran off to, I He's mean, bored. I, I'm scared <laughs> of him riding. I'm so scared. Yeah. KX65, I just been yeah. scared of it. I did tell him. But, yeah. but if you guys are going to the track together and having fun, and he's oh, so and you're fun. getting to spend time together, that's that's yeah. what you have to. Focus I just on, like right? just scared of him being hurt. I can, oh, that's how so I scared. felt with my I my kids. But but it's it's, been it's, fun, it's, a, it's a natural instinct. It's, it's it's your baby. You know, at yeah, the end of the day, it's like oh, it's my baby. I don't want my he's baby never, to get hit. He's never raced. I mean, he just rode. He doesn't ride that much hardly ever. But it's fun. I, it's cool. I think I think I think because I think the same. And I have girls, but even if I had boys, it'd be the same. I'd be terrified of them getting hurt. And yeah. I think it it's like shows a, a generational difference because like my dad, your dad, their parents, they didn't give a shit. They're like, get out there, son, go. Jump that double. Why aren't you jumping it? You know what yeah. I mean? They didn't worry about us. I know. I feel like. I know. I, I never remember that. I'd get told that. to My jump mom, a double. Did, you, did your dad ever tell you, no, no, whoa, don't, I don't want you to jump that. That's too... Never. It was always like, I think you could do it. No, my dad's like, you need to jump that. The top guys are doing it. I came up short and split my chin open. I'm laying on the ground. He comes over and just starts bitching. <laughs> you gave a half-ass attempt. That was piss poor. <laughs> Not like, I'm sorry, I told you to do that, Just got blood gushing yeah. down you. Your bones hanging out. Get him a Band-Aid. He's yeah. getting blood on that gear I just bought him six months ago. <laughs> anyway. Good times. Um... Anything you want to say? Last last words to fans around the world? Yeah, shoot, you know. Uh, for one, I mean, thank you guys for having me on here. And um, no. I don't know, just so people know who who I'm talking about, but uh, just being a good friend, you know. I mean, it's when stuff goes, you know, down in your fam family life or, or personal life or whatever, and so you know, you stuff happens, friends, huh? yeah, you know. Like, I, I mean. You figure out that circle is pretty small, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I mean... I see how how it works, you know, and the, the people that I'm around and uh, keep in touch. I'm not the best at like calling up my buddies all the time and keeping, you know. But sometimes I think about it, it's like, man, you know, I should keep in touch more often. But just the people that, you know, yeah, and the yeah. fans. I I do got to say, I, I, I've never done Instagram. I'm I'm kind of old school. Can you like get on dad. Instagram, please? He is. I, I haven't. No. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, I'm yeah. Sweet. Yeah, well, what's check out the 500 on there? By what's the, way. the Instagram handle? What's that mean? What's your name on Instagram? <laughs> There's the old school. Is this, what are you talking uh, about? It's just Steve, I don't handle anything Steve, on Instagram. Uh, uh, Steve, then underscore, I think, and then Lamson6, maybe? Six, okay. All right, well, I'm going to I'm gonna um, tell you what it is in a second. But the guys that restore the bikes on there, like, I got hooked up with a lot of cool dudes. Um, You know, this guy, Dave, and Brian. Brian, the, the first guy that built the 500. Yeah, I mean, he, it's Steve underscore Lamson6. Yep, okay. I got it. See, I had it right. <laughs> you nailed it. Now I got Turkey calling me. <laughs> Trying to sell me something, yeah. but it was, it's been pretty cool. Those dudes, all those guys in that, I yeah, pretty nice. Guy. Well, you you realize the impact you've had on people, you yeah, know, people you know. that really followed your career, and 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 I think that you were winning championships in a really cool time in the sport. It was, you know, about perfect. Yeah, uh, the '80s were neat for a different reason. The '90s were really cool for their own reason, and then. Now it is what it is. I mean, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if there's anything amazing about it. It's just changed. It. Well, the early 2000s were neat because of the racing with, with Reedy and Jeremy and uh, Ricky. 
Yeah, there was some good stuff. And then, it's, but it's you also totally, it, it started feeling like a real world, like, yeah. class championship. But each, each decade kind of has its coolness, but the 90s was pretty badass. And yeah. you were a huge part of it, so. Yeah, I look back at it, people always say that, I read stuff, you know, and I'm like, man, thinking, like, it was a good time. Mm. I mean, it's just the perfect. You know. It was perfect because we didn't have social media even, to worry about. No semis. No semis. But even like it was, partial. But even like just, I remember, I always talk about it, but I loved watching Terra Firma and all those videos. <laughs> we watch them over and over and over. But like, I remember just watching all those, there were a variety of videos, whether it's Motor Triple X, but just the, like that got me pumped. Oh, yeah. Like as a kid, it was like, man, these guys are so cool, so gnarly. Like I want to be there one day. You know, like got me amped to go and basically ch- chase my dream. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, man, we Good appreciate stuff. you coming on the Thank show. Thank you, guys, man. It's Thanks, been, man. I mean, it's, it's been, been a awesome. pleasure. Uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And, uh, doing, man. yeah, man. Thanks again. Definitely. We'll Thank catch you. you on the gram. Yeah, yeah, on there the gram. Yeah. What's right. his handle? <laughs> Steve <laughs> underscore lamps and six. Give him a follow on Instagram. Better than our handle. I didn't even know what you're talking about. W- <laughs> Graham. I'm like, Graham. What's like Graham? Graham? What's it, Graham? Who's Graham? Grandma? All right. That was Steve Lampson. We're going to be right back to wrap up the Whiskey Throttle Show. Stay tuned. At Nihilo Concepts, we have a passion for innovation and for motocross. Our mission is to develop parts that will improve the durability, functionality, and the appearance of your motorcycle. We're proud to say that everything from Nihilo is made in the USA in our state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Stewart, Florida. Whether you race every weekend or you just ride for fun, Nihilo offers high-quality, innovative parts that you just won't find anywhere else. Nihilo offers custom engraved engine covers, one-piece titanium foot picks, brake tips, internal engine components, specialty tools, frame grip tape, carbon fiber components, and so much more. Check out our website, nihiloconcepts.com, and see for yourself why teams like Red Bull KTM, Rockstar Husqvarna, Troy Lee Designs, and some of the fastest riders in the world choose Nihilo Concepts. Nihiloconcepts.com. Four WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts. From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, Four WP has you covered. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. Welcome back to the Whiskey Throttle Show. Good stuff there with Steve Lampson. Uh, I want to finish up here with our four-wheel parts get-at-me Q&A. Four-wheel parts is your one-stop shop for all things truck and off-road related. Side-by-sides, whatever you got, they can dial you guys in with uh, whatever product you want to put on those. They'll do the maintenance, the service. Uh, Those guys do awesome work. So check out the number fourwheelparts.com. Donnie, what do we got for questions today? Yeah, I got a couple questions here. Uh, Brian wants to know, with uh, all the riders, managers, and media talking about the length of the season, um, how come how come nothing's being done about it? Money. I think that's just money, right? I mean, who's going to... You've got MX Sports and Feld, um, both at least not wanting to shrink, if, if uh, I think Feld is even pushing to expand, <clears throat> but they're fighting pushback from the industry. 
but neither one of them is going to go, all right, well, you know what, we'll give up five rounds, and we'll give up two and make it better for, for the riders and teams. They're like, screw that. You know, we're making money with every round we do. We want to do as many as possible. If you just look at professional sports in general, I mean, look at football. The, the, their season used to be, I think, 10, 10 games or even nine games back in the day, and then it was 11, then 12, and then it became 16, this preseason. The same sort of happened in, in our sport. It's, it's grown. You know, there used to be the Super Bowl, the motocross, and a couple other events, and then it became a series, and the series grew, and then Remember, they used to have an outdoor during Supercross season and this, you know, and now it's become more streamlined. But I think you're right. You know, at the end of the day, as long as they're making money, everyone wants to grow. But I think there has been pushback, whether it's from the manufacturers. I don't think they really care to do much more because there's obviously a huge cost and people being gone. And, it's, you know, the longer you make the series, the more you wear people out. And I think the shorter their lifespan is in the sport. But... Uh, you also don't often see the series going backwards, like you said, giving updates and shrinking. And, and, and if these guys are all making money, why would they? You know, and, and I think there's a balance. And I think right now, yeah, some people will say it's a little too long. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, you sign up for it. You've got to go do 17 rounds of Supercross and 24 motos outdoor and try to stay healthy. And it's becoming hard. And I think... Um, that's why we're seeing these days, you know, riders, like I've never seen so many guys dealing with burnout or fatigue or Epstein-Barr, but maybe, you know, guys are just so on the limit all the time. Um, so I think certain people feel it's too long already, and I think for other people it's like, hey, man, it's once I'm in my rhythm, we're fine. So there's also differences of opinions. If you sat in a room with 100 people, you'd probably get at least 50 different opinions. Yeah. Depends on, on to do. depends on where you're at in the championship, too, right? In either championship. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're in the you're hunt. In 14th, you're like, let's end this let's, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's beer 30. Yeah. Let's get out of here. You're number two with uh, two points behind. You're wanting to, yeah. to keep going. Yeah, extra round. I just two. don't see it ever shrinking. Um, I, I hope that Fell doesn't continue to, you know, their push is to go more international. Let's do one, you know, wherever. Man, I hope that doesn't happen. And there's been talk of, what, 25 rounds of Supercross or something like that? And if they decide to make that push, you're going to see teams have to go, okay, well, what are what we going to do? do? We're yeah. picking one or the other. We're not doing both of these. It's just too much because we're at that breaking point. So it's interesting to, to pay attention to, and it's all money-driven, uh, which is... Well, here's the other thing. Just look at the industry. You know, look at what Honda's doing. You know, they're, they're trying to have a two-man team, in my opinion, doing it as cheaply as possible, you know, bringing a guy that they already had under contract and then another rider they had under contract, you know, and in other words, not physically paying a second rider a full big salary. Um, so, and that's just my opinion. You know, Honda can say what they want. I just seen the teams overall and manufacturers cutting their budgets in every department and almost every manufacturer. So the thought to go and add a whole bunch of expenses to go to other countries, you've got to remember, Yamaha is Yamaha Motor Corporation USA. It's Honda USA. They don't, they don't care. It's not their, their area. It's not Europe or Australia or wherever else. That's not their, their market. It's not their appealing. They want to be in the United States, in the 50 states. So I think that's also another thing that they're going to have a bit of pushback on. And I doubt that the, 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 the headquarters, you know, Honda... Japan or Yamaha Japan, they're not going to subsidize that. Oh, you guys are going to go to Brazil. Well, we'll throw in some money. I don't think it works that way. The only way. time I could see maybe a subsidizing is if they had a round in Japan. Yeah. I could possibly yeah, see, see that, too, but yeah. I don't see anything else. So that's it. The dollars. Well, how did, how did you guys feel about the length of the season when you were riding? Like on yourselves? Like were you guys like a lot of times, hey, like you said. Like, I never did a full season of 250, so I was fine with it. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Neither did I. Really? Yeah. Just hurt every time? Well, it was only there. What? Yeah. Really, 07, when I broke my collarbone, missed a few rounds in Supercross. But in the early KTM days on 250, we did like Geneva and Holland and Spain and all that in December. And that was all right, but that was kind of before the yeah. U.S. swing started, so it felt a little bit different. When I rode for Mitch, uh, and this was really common back then, you'd ride the 250 on the opposite coast that you were racing. So I did, um, did both of those seasons. I probably rode three or four 250 rounds on the opposite coast and then 125 on my coast, and then all the nationals. So, I mean, I was probably... Still a lot of racing. Yeah, 15 rounds of Supercross, and then or 14, and then 12 of the nationals. So I think if you're younger, and like for me, I was excited to go race. And I, yeah. Oh, let, you know, Unadilla, this is going to be awesome. That's great the first time. And then when you're staying well, you in the a, fifth time, you're under your umbrella, and it's just pissing rain, and you're like, yeah. Well, you're flying into, what's that crap, Syracuse, Unadilla. and you stay in uh, Utica. It's like this. You're like, at least, I, at, least I could, at least I could call Utica. home and say hello. Oh, wait, there's no phone service out here. Never mind. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's go, let's go have a nice dinner. Some, oh, never mind. There's not a good restaurant anywhere near here. Not a lot of amenities. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Anyway, what else? What else we got? Uh, K first wants to know. Actually, wants you to elaborate a little bit more on Sonny Garcia's uh, KX five hundred. He said the thing was amazing. And oh yeah. Uh, so if you happen to catch that uh, a couple weeks ago, we dropped a, a project bike we built for Sonny Garcia prior to his suicide attempt. For those of you that know what happened, um, he'd been battling depression for years and years. And um, uh, gosh, sometime midsummer uh he hung himself and uh, he's still recovering from that it's pretty grim very long road for him uh but pr prior to that happening he came down to southern california he had been working on this kx500 for a while and uh had probably 25 grand dumped into it and it's it is the closest thing to a works bike i've ever ridden i mean everything on it was hand built seems like uh it was amazing a super amazing bike and he rode it that day with us as well had a lot of fun and um it, a little bit bittersweet but i will tell you that bike uh if you could have had like i just wish wardy or dogger somebody could have been out there and, and put a couple laps on they it. would have appreciated it they would have much. been like oh yeah. yeah you know this uh, this i would have loved to have them compare it to their race bikes of the day if you think said, i'd much rather pick this than what i had back then well i'm telling you because he had a uh, work suspension on it he he met, fabbed up everything so that kx450 parts went on it so it had a kx450 brakes um, a lot of the, um, you know, the pegs and all that stuff was modernized. So it wasn't yeah. the little razor blades they used to ride on for foot pegs back yep, then. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so just, it was an amazing bike. And um, still praying for Sonny. I hope he can make a full recovery. We're, we're all pulling for him. But uh, that was definitely a bittersweet project bike we did. Um, you can get on YouTube and, and, and search it. It was pretty neat to ride that thing. And, um, you know, it had a recluse clutch. That's something they didn't have back in that mm. day either. And to be able to just not worry about stalling a 500, I mean, it, it changes the game for you a little bit because you can charge into stuff a little bit harder. You got brakes that actually yeah. work. Made it, made it a lot of fun. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to forget you left it in gear, though. With that clutch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hop off and just have it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely don't recommend that. All right. We got anything else? No, that's all I got. That's our four-wheel parts. Get at me Q&A. Go to fourwheelparts.com and check those guys out. For our Decal Works last call, got somebody on the horn that knows Lammy here. We wanted to go always get another perspective from somebody. Uh, Decal Works brings you this. They make graphics, plastic, seat covers, garage mats, all kind of identification kits. They are the sponsor of the Red Bull factory KTM Red Bull team. Uh, they make great stuff. 
great company. Check those guys out and uh, have a listen to this last call. Hello? Mike Osler, how are you, sir? It's Grant Langston. Hey, Grant. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for uh, taking some time out uh, to chat with us today. Yeah, no problem. Well, we know you've got all your accolades of your own, and we could chat about that for days. Um, yeah. One of the guys I know that you're quite familiar with, um, Steve Lampson, we just had him on the show, great guy. Um, and we figured you would be someone that could really give us a little insight. I know uh, you went, apparently you started a factory Honda, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Lammy was your first guy, right? Correct. Yeah, uh, Dave Arnold was a friend of mine who was a team manager at Honda at the time. And asked me if I was interested to be a mechanic for them. Well, I thought he was kidding at first until he brought me down to the relationship. And next thing I know, I'm working for Honda and met Steve Lampson. And I think like, within the first week of going to work there, him and I left for know, either Japan or Barcelona, Spain, and and became really good friends, and I think we had a good working relationship together. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I think any time you travel internationally, especially, it's, uh, you get to know each other quite well, and that it reminds you you're either going to gel or not gel, but um, you guys were together, obviously, at a great time for his career, and obviously a good start in your career as well. Tell us a little bit about you know, just working with Lammy, some of the unique things about him. Well, I, th I think Steve at the time was a really hard worker when it came to the, the physical and the training part of it, where a lot of guys were kind of slacking off. Or, maybe not slacking off. I shouldn't say that. Maybe they just weren't in tune on what it was going to take to win a, a national championship. And I think Steve gave it his all and did things a little bit different than, than most of the guys out there at the time, and, and it paid off really well for them, you know. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, was a, it was a different time, you know. Was, times now are pretty serious, and and I'm not so, so sure that the lighter mechanic relationship was, you know, has any fun to it that, that, that we got to experience. We, uh, we did everything seriously, but we also had a really good time doing it, you know. And... Uh, like I said, times were just different back then. Uh, sure. It's definitely, it definitely changed more for the professional side then. Yeah. Well, we also had Doug Henry on the show. He had also mentioned, um, you know, a little bit about his, his time frame. And obviously Steve was there. And Doug was known to be a pretty hard worker. And, and, and Lammy kind of was the next guy in line. Do you think he picked up anything? Or was it anything that you pushed him? Or... Was he just a self-motivated guy? No, I think he was a self-motivated guy. I think back then, you know, the guys weren't around one another that much. You know, I know Doug lived at Lake Elsinore, but he's also back east quite a bit. And Steve was out on the west side, but I'm not even on the west coast. But they didn't. I don't think they, they hung out a whole lot together. And, and I'm not so sure that they, you know, that they, they fed off of one another a whole lot. I think it was just. You know, things being so different back then when, you know, you showed up at a race, you basically, as a mechanic, showed up and nobody really knew where you were during the week. The, the riders were at home doing their own thing. 
they weren't with, yeah. with a, a with a whole crew like it is nowadays. You know, nowadays uh, a, you have a test guy that goes out with you, and you know your your bike's brought out with you. I mean, back then, Steve and I know Doug did too. They would work in their own practice bikes. They do top ends, clutches, change their tires every day, and go and train on their own. Crazy. You know, so like I said, times have changed quite a bit. No, absolutely. I mean, couldn't agree yeah. more. Um, and then obviously after that, I mean, you had a lot of great su- success with with uh, obviously Carmichael and then and Reed and 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 even switching Suzuki. What, how were things past Lammy? Uh, did you say how how were things after Lammy? Yeah, you know, he moved yeah. on, and then your career kept going. Obviously, well, we actually didn't move on. We uh. Ezra Lutz came to the team, and they decided to put me with Ezra. And so Dan Bentley was still at American Honda, and he worked for, he took over my spot and worked with Steve for another year. I think Steve was there another year. So I ended up working with Ezra Lutz for a few years, and then, and then that led me in, you know, to go to work with, with Ricky. And from there, I went to Suzuki with Ricky. And then got lucky there too again, working with Chad and and, and Dungey and and just there. Yeah. And then going back to Chad's team when he started his team. So I think I just been in the right place at the right time over the years, you know. And everything just kind of falling into place. That's uh, <laughs> that's an incredible list of names there and uh, people you've worked with for and helped win championships. Um, that's uh, definitely a, a story I'd love to hear. I, I thoroughly enjoyed when we had Brian Lamas on and, and, you know, his era, and I think he was maybe a few years before yeah. you, and then you were sort of... Yeah, but he's, he's a legend, too. I mean, I always looked up to him, you know, being a mechanic, just, you know, seeing the letters that, that Brian had, you know, he had a, an awesome career, too, and, and just being around really good people. And, you know, it isn't... I mean, it takes a whole team and a whole... Effort, you, you know, as well as I do, it, it isn't just one person, but it's just, you know, when the, whole, when the whole group gets together and they work good with one another and good things happen, you know? So just, yeah, no, it's absolutely a team. But, uh, yeah, right. Brian had a great story, and I think the amount of legends you worked with is actually quite incredible, and, and uh, that's a great story on its own. Um, last question before we let you go, Mike. Uh, what are you doing these days? Where are you at? What are you have to fill us in? <laughs> well, I uh, opened up my own shop a couple of years ago. I'm up in the central part of Idaho. Oh, nice. I call it God's, God's country up here, and I yep. decided to move up here and uh, just work on, work on a little bit of everything. I mean, I've worked on a lot of side-by-sides and four-wheelers and some motorcycles. Some people send me some engines. I mean, even this week, I worked on an, on an airplane. I uh, had a low-tax engine in it, so you just never know what's going to roll through the door, and it's, it's never the same. It's you know, kind, yeah. of, kind of neat working for yourself because you you get to do a lot of different things. <laughs> and what's what's the name of your place? It's uh, called Gossip Palace, but we shorten it up to GPS. And, uh, okay, it's yeah, okay. super super busy here. Yeah. Well, awesome to hear that, and. Uh, I also hear you might be heading to an amateur event here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I work for the Honda Red Rider program, and we do uh, five or six events in the year, and we bring a semi-truck out there, and 
bring in a couple of technicians and take care of all the people that are in Honda's and I kind of get to go back to some of the, you know, some of the roots as far as being around amateur racing with my kids racing for all those years and myself racing a little bit here before them and it's just kind of neat to go back, go back to where we started from, you know? Yeah, it's got to bring back some memories, I can imagine. Um, oh, yeah. No, that's cool. What Sounds like you're a busy man, busy as ever. Um, well, we thank you for your time and, and, and your, your stories. And like I said, I still think uh, your, your whole story would be a, an incredible one. And hopefully we can get you on the show when you have some time because you're a busy man, as I can hear. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> big goose. Yeah. Mike Arthur, thank hey. you a million. We really appreciate you coming on. I do too, Grant. Hey, uh, good talking to you. It's always, uh, always good to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Thank you. We'll see you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you. Bye. Bye. All right. And we're back. That uh, was uh, that pretty much wraps up our show. Mm. Thanks, nice. Gio. Noise. That was thank quick and easy. Uh, thank you to Steve Lampson for coming in. Always great to hear from him. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors. If you have not checked them out, please go to PowerDot.com. Support these guys that support our show and who are investing money in this sport. Uh, that's, that's the only way we keep them coming and keep our sport healthy and alive, you guys. Uh, Yamaha, Method Race Wheels, Troyly Designs, Decal Works, Dunlop, Four Wheel Parts, Adidas, Pro Circuit, Nihilo Concepts, Fire Department Coffee, Specialized, Vital MX, Paleo Ranch Foods, Langston Motorsports. That's the Whiskey Throttle Show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.